hey, Leftover Army, um, me and Brian, we're going to do an intro this week. We came up with an idea to do like the prude police where we go around and stop all the prudeness. And uh, while looking for music to have in the background, we, we stumbled across some Mexican music <laughs> while we were playing sirens in the background for um, – for the whole prude police bit. And we got yeah. caught with a giggle bug and couldn't stop laughing. So, and we just couldn't work work the intro out quick enough. We just right. wanted to get the show going. So yeah. we, we're giving you a little bit of the clip of us having a little bit of a giggle fest trying to get this prude police thing going. And that's their intro. Yeah, there we go. That's your intro. And we may do the PPD, the prude police department, in the future. Yeah, definitely. But not this week. Better music when we do it. All right, so here it is. Here's here's this week's intro. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Organ playing now. <laughs> what is that music described as? Huh? What is that music described as? We're doing the intro right now. This, Are we? <laughs> this is part of it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll I'll put this in at the end of the show. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> that sounded crazy. The sirens. Yeah. With the, uh, I turned the sirens off. I get the sirens yeah. back on. <laughs> because it's two things that shouldn't mix together they just clash which makes it hilarious it does make it hilarious it's like bonanza meets cops right. <laughs> everyone in this mexican restaurant is under arrest yeah. <laughs> take your sombrero off your head you have the right to remain silent Anything in Spanish that you say we won't understand Because we're American This is what it sounds like around my neighborhood on any given night anyway <laughs> right. Well, not the Spanish music <laughs> uh, Oh man, I miss the, the mariachi music Yeah, I miss it too <laughs> Now it's like a pop station Mike is knocked out. There we go. <laughs> Not as funny. No. No. Oh, they're gonna. They're on their way to arrest Menudo. <laughs> uh, Ricky Martin, what have you done now? Oh my God. Okay. I love this YouTube video. How it just shows different. Episode eighty-two. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers and Leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? 
It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Jake. I'm Brian. And we're the Leftovers. Yeah. Yeah, we are the Leftovers. We are. That we are, sir. So wait for it. Where's you the are line? correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so no, uh, no hammer time this week. Uh, yeah, no hammer time this week. Yep, it's day quill time for the hammer time. Oh, I day- thought he had Ebola. I, I'm not sure. There's 50-50 chance he may not be back next week. <laughs> he has Captain Trips. You know what right. that is? Huh? Captain Trips. What the fuck is that? That's the disease in the stand that like takes out like 90% of the world. Oh. That's what they call it. So it went from Ebola. He's just, he's just, these diseases just keep evolving. <laughs> he's got them all. I don't know. It's like we're getting constant updates. Ebola, <laughs> Captain Trips. He might have super AIDS. He, collect, he collects them all. Super AIDS? Super AIDS. Is it, that's worse than regular AIDS? I would imagine it's called super. <laughs> super AIDS. Wow. So, all right. So here we go. We got a show. Oh, yeah, we do. How, how was your week? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, let's see here. Uh, a few days ago, you know, as one does, sometimes you forget the name of somebody you slept with. Have you ever done that? Uh, yeah, I've been there. There's a few. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, are you talking like the day after or are you talking like doing like the list in your head? Like, oh yeah, I got the list. Okay. There's a few that I can't remember. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> when I got the list, like I can remember a few and then there's like a few that I, I can remember all, I can, not, I can, I can remember most of them. <laughs> You're like, well, I remember the right. exact number, but yeah. for some reason the, the names don't add up to the right number yeah, anymore. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like on my list, there's a few question marks, <laughs> you know, like what well, I remember, I remember face kind of. Yeah, I remember the awkward morning the next day, but I don't remember her name. Yeah. So I'm flipping around like on Facebook, and I don't use my Facebook to reach out to people. No. I just use it to update, update like you know our pop culture leftovers page. Yeah, and uh, it's always got the the people you may know. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And one of them is like, "Oh my God, I slept with her!" <laughs> and uh, yeah, so mystery solved. Her name's Christine. Nice. Or Kristen. You <laughs> still don't know. It's with a K. It's with a K and it ends with an E. She's married now. It's got a kid and shit. Nice. Yeah, and I fucked her. There you go. <laughs> so, wow, pretty cool. <laughs> so you've had a good week. <laughs> down memory lane. <laughs> a little stroll down memory lane. I um, <laughs> This week I did something that I've always wanted to have a chance doing. I um, uh. sat in a dunk tank. Yeah. Um, did it for charity for the MDA, uh, Muscular Dystrophy Association. Okay. Um, sat in a duck tank. I was supposed to do it for a half an hour, mm-hmm. but my half an hour turned into about uh, maybe 12 to 15 minutes. Right. It was just too, too much. Cold. It was too freaking cold. Yeah. Um, it felt like getting hit by 10,000 fucking needles when, oh, I, I, when I hit that water. I yeah. was just like petrified from it. But I've got a little bit of video. I'll post it on the Facebook page um, a couple of days after this episode's been out. I've got a long video and a short video. I'll just post the short one. But you, I do some good heckling. Yeah, it's got to be the short one because we know how you feel about things that are long. Exactly, exactly. Right. So you'll Tupperware the the uh, the short one. Uh, uh, me? No, I don't give a shit. The if listeners. No, oh, the listeners. I don't give a shit if the short, long, whatever. Yeah, I guess I would Tupperware the short one yeah. and toss the long Crotchety one. the old man. And I, yeah, I heard Avengers was going to be fucking long as shit too this week. Oh, yeah? It was like 160 minutes is what I was reading. Really? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. 
So there's that. But yeah, I'll, I'll let everyone see that. It's pretty funny. I get some good heckling in there before I get dunked. And nice. So good stuff. I threw. I uh, I've never sat in a dunk tank, but uh, first time at a dunk tank, like throwing the the ball and shit. Yeah. Third third ball, I hit it. Nice. Yeah. Like at the fair and shit. Yeah. At our fair, they have that annoying clown with the mm-hmm. megaphone. I think it's like Bobo the Clown, and he right. just yells at you the whole time and makes fun of you. Yeah. So you really want to dunk this asshole. Well, see, I was playing baseball at the time, and, you know, I was one of the guys, you know, like one of the good guys on the baseball team, you know, in like grade school and shit, junior high and whatever. Some of the guys from my baseball team were watching me fucking throw. And I had pitched before. So if I didn't hit it, dude, I would have looked like a total pud. Yeah. Oh. A lot on the line. I had a lot on the line, so... <laughs> Yeah. All right, so let's get right into it this week. Let's um, let's start with some emails. Yeah, uh, first, before we jump into the emails. What you got? Greg Alenti, one of our listeners, he, uh, you know how we had that email bumper contest and uh, shit? Do we have another bumper? Well, what, okay. Is his going to be 20 minutes long? His, well, hold on, <laughs> hold on, uh, Mr. Jumping Ahead guy. Uh, he had a, a bumper that he took, like, my winner... And your winner, and this is what we have. Mail! <laughs> Leftovers of the universe. Mail! <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. I like it. So Greg Alenti, he took your winner, which was uninspired and i found out what? it was a total ripoff it's a it's a it's a, a, a th- something from a movie euro trip yeah everything's a ripoff of something yeah but no, there was no fucking passion or anything it wasn't even he just recorded it onto his phone and sent it to us and then it was a ripoff of flash gordon what's the difference yeah oh jesus fucking christ <laughs> it wasn't even dennis that was saying it jake he just recorded what was in that fucking movie and sent it to us i'm inspired jake, jake took something from pop culture and fucking made it his own yeah, I I see what you. Uh, I see you know, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, brother. I like that. I've never seen Euro Trip. I don't think who's in that. Is that the fucking? Um, I don't know. Yeah, some. I know there's. I know there's a National Lampoon's Euro Trip. Is that what this is? Must be. Renner stars in one of these European movies where it's a class and they go over to Europe. Oh, we got to check that one out if it's got Renner in I've it. I've seen it. Oh yeah, is so, he? What's that? Is he funny in it? Yeah, he's not bad. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but Greg Alwenty didn't stop there. Just to piss you off, he made another one. It's the obnoxiously long version. Oh Christ! <laughs> I like the intro. Dum 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 dum. This is for you, man. This is terrible. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where was the male motherfucker that time? (laughs) I love this one. (laughs) This is my choice. (laughs) This is the winner. (laughs) I could like take a pee break. Like, (laughs) Uh, I just feel like. Like this is me bashing your head against some piano keys. (laughs) We should we should move the email segment. Leftovers of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> <Mail>. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, pop 
Russian database. There was no. Yes, there was. Oh. You just were impatient. Oh, gotcha. I was impatient. Yeah, you were. Because <laughs> you wanted it to be like 10 seconds long, and it was a little too long for you. Yeah, you can combine them both and still have it not be obnoxiously long, I think. It'd be good. Uh, are you really critiquing it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what are we Jake. doing? What's our intro going to be? <laughs> I'm confused now at I this point. I don't know. I have no idea. Let's no. do the Spanish music with the sirens as the email <laughs> intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then the guy yelling, "Man, motherfucker!" Yeah, I like it. Yeah, there we go. No, I think we'll rotate. We'll rotate between Kevin Sparenberg's and then this this mashup. Okay, I like the mashup. All right, what do you think? Rotate between those two? Oh, Sparenberg's, the, yes. the super long one oh, with the Jesus sleepy time music. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the Doogie Howser music. <laughs> he was a little upset that he th- he feels like he won by default. I think me and Frank actually picked it, but like. Kevin, like the 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 big thing that we had to get through is like I that I had to get through was that the the previous winner sucked. Oh man, his is Kevin's is like drinking warm tea though. I just oh, I just want to go to bed. He, there's so much more thought and creativity put into his. Yeah, I guess. There's a, oh yeah, I guess. Man, motherfucker, <laughs> he just ripped it off of a fucking movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, good argument. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I like it better. It's good. It's short. It's sweet. Oh, yeah. It gets to the point. Okay. It's yeah. not sleepy time. Tea time. The prosecution rests. Whatever. <laughs> so what are we doing? We're we're Re- read the emails. Just, <laughs> just read them. So which bumper are we gonna keep? We d- I don't. I'm playing Sparenbergs. We'll rotate between the two. Okay. So <clears throat> male motherfucker and Sparenbergs. Sparenbergs did send me a shortened version, and I told him. I said no. <laughs> I, I did. I told him. I said, "No, don't pander to Jake. <laughs> that's, that's just bullshit." Let me hear the shortened version. I don't have it. I didn't put it on my computer. Oh, I bet it was good. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> Fuck off and read the emails. You and your short versions. I'm exci- Jesus, I'm excited to hear that. We're gonna be. We're gonna have like a 20 minute show this week since Jake likes everything sh- uh, short. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm actually yeah. all for it. I have no problem. With all that. right, we have an email. It is from a listener. His name is Manny. He says, hola, three amigos. Uh, well, there's only two of us hola, this week. Hola, <laughs> two. Hola, two amigos. Don't lump us in with Frank either. Yeah. It's If you're going to call me and Brian amigos, then me and Brian are amigos and Frank something else. Yeah, amigos and Frank. Exactly, exactly. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, Manny here. I wrote you a while back with my ideas on the Star Wars lightsaber. Today I'm writing in response to the recent Jeremy Renner hate. Has that happened? Have we hated on Jeremy Renner at all? <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't Absolutely even, not. not quite sure what he's talking about, but I'll, no. read on, I'll read on. Big fan. So, for a while I've listened as poor Jeremy Renner is dragged through the mud. I too love the Hurt Locker, but his often, overlook, his often overlooked performance in Ben Affleck's The Town is probably his best. He was also nominated for a Best Supporting Actor in The Town as well. Anyway, I don't think Marvel is covering for his abilities as much as I think he is the odd man out in a series overflowing with megastars. Yeah, megastars like Chris Evans and uh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Well, they are now. <laughs> they are now. They weren't before this. Or perhaps not having his own vehicle to develop the character has hurt Hawkeye in the MCU. Hmm, you could, maybe. It's a good argument. What did, what, read that again. Or perhaps not having his own vehicle to develop the character has hurt Hawkeye in the MCU. Sure as hell didn't hurt Black Widow. And I'd argue that in the comic universe, Hawkeye is very beloved and really has never, yeah, up but- until recently, had strong 
his own book support. Well, sure. But yeah, he's referring strictly to the MCU. Yeah. But I, I totally get that. Um, and he says, all right, I'll put away my Jeremy Renner cheerleading outfit. I just thought you guys may have forgotten about that performance. As always, you guys rule. Thanks for the great info and podcast, guys. You've provided me easily with 10,000 hectares of entertainment. All right. Manny Martinez. Thank you, Manny, for the email. Thanks. I, I want to thank everyone for their uh, emails where they try to correct us. Oh, I love emails that correct us. Me too, us. all the time. Thank so, you. So, yeah. Guys, um, I don't think you should have an opinion. I'm gonna, here, here's why. Well, you know what? I think the Academy was wrong. I, I don't think they, that Renner should have got nominated for the town. He fucking sucked in that. I think he should change his last name. To, <laughs> yeah, fuck the Academy. No, I think he should change his last name to Renner. Because that's all we're going to see him do in this next fucking movie. Jeremy Runner? Jeremy Runner. Is he going to get turned evil again in two minutes? Uh, no. No, he's just going to run? Just going to run. Run, Hawkeye, run! Yeah, just so, some running. Shoot some arrows? Yeah, I mean, we might see some Hawkeye Adidas shoes coming out. Some yeah. running, I don't know. <laughs> Hawkeye Adidas shoes. country <laughs> Hawkeyes. You know, what will be longer? The amount of screen time Hawkeye gets... Or the Iron Man Hulkbuster Hulk fight. Oh God! <laughs> you know that's just like uh, they promised. They promised us more fucking Hawkeye. And I don't think we're gonna get it. Yeah, but that's <clears> an easy <throat> promise. If you give us ten minutes of Hawkeye as opposed to four minutes of Hawkeye, you've kept your promise. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. So double the Hawkeye is still less than ten minutes. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like we're going to get, like, those moments. Like, Hawkeye does need to be – like, they throw him into the Avengers movie, like, every time. Thank God he's going to be in Civil War because, like, in Civil – like, in uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, like, Black Widow had, like, a lot more screen time just, you know, hanging out with Cap. Agreed. And so did, like, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He So – I think that movie could make or break Hawkeye. Yeah. If Hawkeye doesn't shine in Civil War, yeah. then – what the fuck? And he still might even show up in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Which is not a good sign for Jeremy Renner's career. <laughs> it's not. And I don't care what people say. Like, oh, that's awesome. Hawkeye's going to show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. When you're a big-time movie actor and you're making appearances on TV, it's not a good sign. No, no, no. You're not going to see Brad Pitt show up on a on a TV show. Yeah, very few times do people leap back and forth successfully and kind of maintain their, right. like, you know, status oh, as stars. Yeah. I, I think you make a very good point. Yeah. So, it just doesn't it, – and, well, I mean – I'm trying to think of someone that has, and I just can't. Yeah. It, well, it, it – and, and people say, well, Samuel Jackson made an appearance, but the guy's – the guy does everything. Yeah. Sam Jackson pretty much does anything. And so. his appearance wasn't too, too big, yeah, was it? not really. So – all right, so yeah, great email. We appreciate yeah. it. Thanks the, for the correction. Yeah, the town's still shit. No, I'm kidding. No, I was joking about I, yeah. what I was saying about I the town too. I, no, yeah, I'm just saying that. Yeah, okay. So we've got two movies that Jeremy Renner was great in. Yeah. I'm just saying, like overall, his body of work, he needs to show me a little bit more because I, I do. I loved The Hurt Locker, and The Town was a great movie. It's just I'm talking about like I did watch his most recent headlined movie that he put out, and it was not that great. What was that? I, I reviewed it on her show. I can't remember the name of it offhand. Okay. I think I remember that. It was based on a true story, and I saw it in theater, and it was less than amazing. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next email. Okay. We got another email from uh, Michael Cornish. He says, um, hi, guys. Keep up the great work. With less than 30 days before the release of Netflix's Daredevil, I was wondering how you guys will be reviewing the series. It will release on April 10th. 
which is a Friday, and we'll have 13 episodes approximately, approximately 60 minutes each. You normally review movies that come out on Friday when you record on Sunday, so I will be looking forward to a spoiler review of the first one or two episodes. I will probably be through the entire season in two days, but I suppose you need to wait at least a month to review the entire season. Just want to make sure I'm ahead of the PCL curve. So that's a good question. Yeah. What do you think? How much Daredevil do you think you're going to be cramming in between Friday and a Sunday record? Um, it depends on how good the series is. Exactly. I, you know what I mean? I mean, if the series is amazing, mm-hmm. I'll probably have 75 to 80% of it knocked out. Yeah. If it's not what I was really, you know, hoping it would be, then I'll probably watch two, three episodes and then, you know, may or may never. May or may not get back to it. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll for sure, like Michael says, have watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And just depending on how good the series is, I yeah. think it'll be a telltale sign, just like Brian says, how good the show is. Are we going to talk about the new trailer? No, I didn't have it scheduled. Can we just talk about we it We can right talk now, about right? it right now, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah? I like, I'm like. i a big Vincent D'Onofrio fan, and I was excited to see him portraying Kingpin finally yeah. for the first mm-hmm. time, and I thought it looked good. I thought it looked more than good. Like, the first trailer was okay to me, and mm-hmm. this trailer was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought this trailer was an absolute Tupperware. Um, it was amazing. I think this is going to be, like, you look at you look at the movies now, like, the, the films that come out. Like, I'm glad we're not getting another Daredevil film. Agreed. Because you don't really get a chance to flesh out the villains, and we've seen this in some of the Marvel stuff. I mean, Ronan, I mean, great character in the comics, not really fleshed out well in Guardians of the Galaxy. Malekith, Jason Aaron's run uh, when Thor was battling Malekith, absolutely fucking phenomenal. I loved the character. The villain was awesome. Malekith in the movie, not so much. Yeah. Garbage, in my opinion. And I love Christopher Eccleston. It's nothing like mm-hmm. – he just didn't get anything. They didn't give him anything. I agree. Oh, Dark Elves are angry. Yeah. Even Ronan had a little bit more to play with It was the same character. Yeah. No, it was the fucking same character. Yeah, Ronan had more, but I'm saying it's basically Dark Elves are angry, Ronan's angry for the Kree. They're the same fucking character. Yeah, at least you got a little bit more of like the... um, Vengeance for the Dark Elves. Vengeance for the Kree. (laughs) You know? At least you got a little bit more of a terrorist analog with Ronin, with the whole, like, how he was against the Nova and, and all that. Like, I don't know. It, felt, it was a little, to me, it was a little bit more fleshed out than Malekith. I'm not saying it was great. No, it wasn't. I'm just saying, I, all I'm I saying is... I thought it was is, much better than Malekith. Mm, I wouldn't even give it much better. I, I would. I would. I would not. Um, I didn't connect with either of the... I mean, the villain should have been way better. I didn't connect with either of them on any level, to be honest with you. I mean... I, I thought the religious fanatic aspect of Ronin was far more interesting than what was going on with Malekith. Agree to disagree. No, but that's fine. I thought they were both pretty... I don't know. They, they weren't fleshed out and just kind of cut dry and boring. Um, now, this looks like it's going to dive into their past, into their history. I think we're going to get book and kind of stories here we're gonna see matt murdoch growing up we're gonna see kingpin growing up i agree and i think we're going to be able to as viewers there's going to be times where we like feel bad for you know the kingpin's character uh you know having a rough childhood we're Mm -hmm. also going to feel bad for you know matt murdoch and his loss and uh not only his father but his eyesight and everything i mean both of them have losses and are complex characters um just like i think malekith and ronan are but we didn't get those in the films, in my opinion. In this, I think, because it is a series, 13 episodes long, I think we're going to be able to see... I think there's going to be parts where you're like, 
you're actually rooting for Kingpin and you like Kingpin. Yeah. You know, I could see that. And then I think there's, you know, but then there's going to be parts where he's just an evil son of a bitch. You know what I mean? And I think they're going to have a, like a very fleshed out villain over the course of 13 episodes. As good as this series looks, I am a little bit upset though, that it looks like we're just going to get zero bullseye. Like that just so like bullseye this season though. Yeah. Hopefully it's second season. Oh, I think, I think they're holding on to it. Yeah. I hope so. So Bullseye is basically the Joker to well, me of the Daredevil universe. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and even Mark Wade understood that in his run mm-hmm. towards the end there, where they introduced Bullseye in a different way, but it was very cool. But yeah, um, he is, and I think just like um, you know, this could be just like in, when you're watching um, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. It was Scarecrow. Yeah. So at the end of it, they gave you like the the Joker teaser. This could be the same thing. We might get a bullseye teaser at the end of this series. We're either going to get the bullseye teaser or the first look at him in the actual red devil suit. You think that'll happen at the very end of the series? I do. I don't know if we're going to get that until the very end of the series. I, I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Or they would tease us with that more if it wasn't going to be a la- end of the series reveal kind sure. of. Sure. I hope we don't see the suit before the series drops. I hope the series drops and and then, you know, we see the suit. Or we don't get the suit until the second season. I'm I'm fine with that too. But I know we're going to get the suit. Oh, I agree too. Um, Do you think that they're worried about what the suit's going to look like? Um, You know, especially after the Affleck thing? Like, are are they – you know what I mean? No. I don't don't think they're worried. I mean, I I guess you always have to be a little bit – I think they're concerned – with what the public will think of the suit because of the Affleck thing. But I think they have a good grip on the on the character, and I think they're not worried. Okay, I'm just saying, like, the suit can't look... I'm, what I'm saying is the suit can't look too different than than what it did in... Yeah, in design, but, I mean, oh, that suit was so shiny in the Affleck thing. Well, it was leather. Yeah. It was like a leather su- su- suit. Um, I'm just... Uh, I- I'm not concerned. I was just thinking, do you think that they are... Yeah, I, I, they could be. I don't think that's any – I think the reason is more like what you were saying earlier, that they only have so much of that footage, mm-hmm. and, and they want to save that for, like, the final scene and have that be a big, you know, drama moment. Right. More than, oh, we can't show anyone this because we're concerned people are going to hate it. I think they're going to have an easier time of doing the Daredevil suit than DC is going to do. DC Warner Brothers is going to have doing a, a new Green Lantern suit, okay? Yeah. I think they're going to have an easier time with the Daredevil suit. I, I agree with that. So. Um, just moving on, yeah. we've got more emails. Um, I've got an email from Diego and another email from um, Dallas from Kentucky. Yeah. And I'm not going to read neither of their emails. I'm just going to kind of quickly summarize. Um, both of them are very excited that Brian has watched all of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And that's a theme I've seen in a couple other emails, too. So there's been a big response to that. So good good going on that, Brian. Yes. I mean, it's to your benefit, too. I'm sure you're fucking glad you watched it all at this point. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said last week, I'm Tupperware Game of Thrones. I love it. So just, you know, I'm not going to read all their emails. Lots of Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. Um, they, Diego they, talks yeah. some anti-smoking stuff for me and everything. And I took it to heart and read it. And yeah. I appreciate the information. He was like the Chulies representative in Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think about when I was reading that email. That's funny. <laughs> Chulies. <laughs> so I appreciate it. <clears throat> Thanks for looking out for me there. So I'm As you cough. As I cough, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, I'm still three weeks smoke free, everybody. Congra- hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Good stuff. So you don't feel the urge at all? You doing good? No, I just I'm just doing heroin these days. Oh, there you go. That's so, better for you. Exactly. No. Not fuck, fuck yeah. this, like you know, this uh, smoking over you know thirty, forty years before I get cancer thing. Yeah, that's wussy shit. No, fuck that, dude. I'm going hardcore. <laughs> Take the highway, the fast heroin. lane. Yeah, dude. Fucking heroin, man. <laughs> All right, we got an email from Larry Midday. Actually, we got dose emails from Larry Midday. I can't stay away. Yeah, he sent one email and he was like, "Fuck!" Whoa, whoa, I got. More <laughs> <to say. laughs> so anyway, he says, "Hello, Jake." He gets top billing since he's running the show. Brian and the non-leftover, but okay, way it, Frank. But I don't know if I'm reading that right. Let me see. Yeah. He has uh, Brian and the non-leftover, but okay, way it. I don't think he wrote it correctly. Okay, okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Larry, you made Jake's my day. (laughs) He he said, you guys read an email last week about what is the best way to start watching Star Wars. You mentioned the original unaltered version of the original trilogy not being available on DVD. Well, if you bought the two-disc special editions and not the box set that was released first, you will find the original cuts of the film on the second disc. The original crawl without the New Hope added, Han shooting first, the original hologram conversation between Vader and the Emperor, and not to forget the Ewoks singing at the end of Jedi. Speaking of Ewoks, do you think since they were going to eat Luke, Han, and Chewie, they ate the stormtroopers that they killed in the Battle of Endor? I just thought I would throw that out there. I'm going to stop right here and sum okay. this up. All right. I never thought about the Ewok thing. I think they very well did eat all those stormtroopers. You think they did? Yeah, why wouldn't they have? If they were going to eat everyone else, why wouldn't they eat the stormtroopers? Do you think that, like, the, they – is that, like, a like a practice? Are they – do they eat people? Is that what they do? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's just like another animal. It's just like a person eating a cow or whatever. I think the Ewoks eat people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they were they had them on the spigot. They were they were gonna cook Han up. I think the Ewoks are pretty evil, man. Because I've never eaten something that like talks to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've never had my food talk back. Yeah, that's true. Hey, don't eat me. You know what I mean? That's fucked up. It's like yum yum no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty crazy. And thanks for reminding us about the DVD thing. I remember those copies. I was mm-hmm. kind of annoyed because those came out like a year and a half after the official DVD releases. Right. And it's like, oh, now you want me to buy it on DVD a second time yeah. so I can get yep. this other disc and right. blah, blah, blah. And I I have Laserdisc copies, so I just kind of forgot about all that nonsense. Right. But yeah, those are out there. Um those are pretty expensive, though. Those are hard to get now. Like, if you look those up on eBay, oh, they're, yeah. they're from, like, 30 to 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, for a while, you could find them at Walmart, Best Buy, and the nine ninety nine deals. But once they were gone, they didn't print any more of them. Hmm. And now they're not the easiest things to track down. You could probably have somebody burn one for you. Yeah, it's probably on somewhere you can yeah. get it. So, anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention was Brian mentioned that John Favreau is not making a musical version of The Jungle Book. This is just people correcting us. Hey, Brian, us. You, you, you said something wrong. Yeah, I said something wrong. Everybody <laughs> correcting us. Thanks for the emails, everybody. Larry Midday's got your back, though. Yeah. He's here to I'm t- just, You know what? I'm gonna, from now on, I'm just going to report personal stories in my life so people can't <laughs> tell me I'm wrong all the goddamn time. Oh, no. Hopefully those people don't email us saying yeah. well, like, <laughs> No, Brian, you didn't eat Wheaties yesterday morning. <laughs> we'll start getting emails from ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's a whole new kind of podcast we got oh, there. Oh wow, that would be a really good podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be on it anymore. But. So anyway, Brian, you were you were wrong. 
Yeah. They are making a musical version of The Jungle Book. Oh, he, big shocker. I'm wrong. He hates to break the news, but Bill Murray has recur- recorded a version of Bare Necessities for Favreau's upcoming film. Here's huh. an article about it in case you don't believe him. And uh, he supplies a link. Oh, okay. So there you go. Mr. Mr. Just the facts, man. <laughs> Anyways, I want to tell Jake that you did an excellent job in your first episode. And Brian, eh, you got that shit wrong about the movie, but nice work anyway. He didn't. No, I, <laughs> I read the email. I don't remember that. <laughs> and he says, Frank, you were well, Frank. Keep up the great work and take care. Larry Midday. Larry Midday. So, great email. I'm, but- scared, I'm scared to say anything this episode now. Because, you know, I just got people calling me out on shit left and right. Yeah. You've already said some stuff, though. I think there's already material out there that people can correct. Oh, I'm sure there's tons. <laughs> go back go back through the backlog. Go through the archives. And just start correcting me. <laughs> All right, next email from Larry Midday again. Oh, Larry Midday. Can't get enough of this guy. <laughs> Sorry about the follow-up. Hey, fo- Brian, I found <laughs> something else. You Sorry about up. the follow-up, but Brian got something else wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wrote the episode while listening to the podcast while hopped up on some really good cold medicine. I, I wonder how many listeners are like that. What's that? Listeners listening to us while hopped up on cold medicine. Hmm. So, he says, I hope... Try heroin. (laughs) Pussy shit. I hope Madeline can find those DVDs to help start her Star Wars education. I also read that Jared Leto's Joker is going to be modeled after Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns version. How do you guys feel about that? I'm cool with it, but still holding out for a staple-faced Joker. How cool would it be to see if he cuts his face off at the end of Suicide Squad and escapes wearing another inmates? Sorry for the excessive emailing. Ah, no problem, Larry. Oh, we kind of we kind of addressed this last week a bit. Uh, I'd rather have him have uh, excessive emailing than send us uh, excessive bumpers. <laughs> excessive bumpers. Yeah. I agree. I don't want excessively long bumpers either. Oh, not long. His just wasn't good. <laughs> length doesn't matter to me. Oh. His was just not good. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was like an assault on the ears. Yeah. It Whether was it was five bad. seconds or 40 right. seconds. I'd rather listen to Drowning Kittens than yeah. Larry Midday's fucking bumper again. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Kevin's two-hour thing. I'd rather listen to our San Diego Comic-Con episode <laughs> with Frank than <laughs> listen to fucking Larry Midday's bumper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Get him back for them corrections. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn him. You know, I know it's not going to make it to the fucking Jungle Book movie. You're fucking bumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they only need the bare necessities, right. not that pile of crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got an email from Joe Vital. He says, uh, male motherfucker, male motherfucker, male motherfucker. Yeah. So he must be a fan of the, of the intro. Yeah, whatever. What does <laughs> Joe know? <laughs> says, this article is a nice seed to what you guys were talking about on this week's episode about fam, fan film art and getting exposure as a result of it. Um, he sends us an article about someone that's had that kind of stuff go on and everything. Did you read right. the article? No. Yeah, I didn't read it either. Yeah. So, but thanks for that. Yeah, thanks for saying This is a thought that counts. We'll, ch- we'll check it out in some alternate lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he also wants to say, also regarding Gotham, you mentioned that they were to kill off one of the bosses it should be Maroney. I don't think that's the route they would go as Maroney, at least in the comics and also in the movie Batman Forever, because God knows that's super canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the person who scarred Harvey Dent by throwing acid on his face. If Gotham gesi- decides to go the same route, they will need him around for that because only Maroney could throw acid in Harvey Dent's face. Yeah, because like, they can never have somebody else do it. They, they've, they've never veered away from anything gotham itself has never veered away from any canon whatsoever absolutely absolutely. (laughs) they have to they have to appease every comic book fan 
and do it. And I wasn't saying like, oh yeah, I want them to kill off Maroni. I was like, gun to the head. Like, if you had to have one of them taken out, one of these you know crime bosses taken out, I, and it's not like I want them to take out Maroni, but I, I it kind of forced my hand if I were to ask myself that question. Yeah, but. You know, I mean, because I, I, because I think that Fish does make the Penguin that much more of an interesting character. Mm, I so, agree with that. But I think it's still too early for any of these crime bosses to be kind of like pushed out of the way. We had another listener say something like, uh, "They think that uh, Fish Mooney's character might just be recast." And, oh wow! And, and it might not be Jada Pinkett Smith, but that's just speculation on their part as a as a fan. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh? Would you Would you like that? I hate when they do that. Uh, I know, yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air when uh, the mother was replaced in that yeah. fucking like fourth season, I was up in arms. Oh, like Roseanne, like the new Becky. Oh yeah, <laughs> the original came back, but I mean, you can't just—I don't know—just explain her off like, oh, Becky went to college, <laughs> so she's gone. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big if there if it can't be Jada Pinkett Smith, I'd rather they kill her off. I don't. I, I don't care either way. What I mean, if if they have a, if I don't care if they have a good story for Fish Mooney and they want to keep it going, keep it going. If they don't, just kill the bitch. I don't give a shit at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. All right, we got one more email. Are you ready? I'm ready for the last email. One more correction. No, <laughs> no. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just kidding. everybody's correcting me this fucking episode. <laughs> We've got an email from Jacob Harmon. Let me let me double check. Yeah, it's from Harmon, not his beard. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he says, hey, Brian, Jake, and uh, dot, 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 and Frank. I hope you guys are doing well. I had a few quick comments I wanted to make. First, I really enjoyed the new R-rated MM or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers short film. It was an interesting and enjoyable passion project. It's not what we'll get in the new Sabin movie. However, it should be noted that a majority of the fans are expecting a PG-13 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. The general consensus is that it will not be canon to the TV show, that any characters from the show who appear will be Stan Lee-esque cameos, and that it's finally being taken seriously. The Rangers have always had a hearty amount of cheese in the show. Sabin knows how big the old school fan demographic is. We spend thousands of dollars on toys, autographs, and going to Pasadena every other year for the official Power Ranger convention. They know they need to please both the older fans as well as the younger fans. I'm expecting something along the lines of the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I think I mentioned that too. So, I think I said like it's going to be like Transformers or like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It'll just be like a whole like reboot. Yeah. And not canon to everything else. It'll right. be its own canon. If it makes a shit ton of money, it'll start its own canon, basically. Right. Yeah. So I should also note that I've stepped away from the Power Rangers fandom, and I've sold most of my collection. It can really burn you out after being involved for so long. Yeah, I can see that. Any fandom gets that way, right? If you just obsess over it too much, you kind of just need to step away. Oh, sure. And if you truly love something, you'll come back to it, and then it's, like, so right. awesome again. It's like, right. oh, I really haven't paid attention to this for five years. Yeah. Like, how fucking awesome all the shit I missed is, mm-hmm. and what's going on now, and it kind of just brings a new life back into it. Yeah. I, I go through that with comics a lot. Sure. Where you take big, and then you come back, and you're like, oh, you got all this great stuff to read and everything. Yeah, yeah it's great, just picking it all back up and just, like, reading huge chunks of different stories. Exactly. And exactly. then you don't have to read all the bullshit in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? Skip all the mini bullshits right. and whatever, whatever. Right. And he also goes on and says he wanted to comment about the new lightsaber designs we are seeing, mostly the cross guard and Ezra's. He Tupperwares both. I think the cross guard saber is raw, fierce, and totally badass. 
Whoever welds it won't be making precision movements. They'll be like the Hulk, just going in and kicking ass. Ezra's blaster saber is sweet. I hope we get to see more unique designs as we get more Star Wars. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. That that, that seems like the thing. It's like every new Star Wars franchise has to have some new take on the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that this will be the last new take on the lightsaber. We'll see. Lightsabers are like the uh, iPhones <laughs> of uh, the Star Wars universe. You exactly. Know? They've got a new – you got to have something new all the time with those fucking things. So. Exactly. Yeah. Flashlights, cup. iMovie. <laughs> going to be a cup holder on the next one. You know – um, Ezra's lightsaber, I, it makes sense for him. I mean, when we saw him the first time, he had the on his arm, he had that that little slingshot, yeah. you know, stun slingshot thing that he was using. Yeah. So it totally makes sense. That's like the Bart Simpson of Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> it, well, if a kid's gonna make a lightsaber, it's gonna have like a little blaster on it. So I can see that. Yeah. All right, Jake Har- Harmon also has a couple more things to say. He says he is pumped about the new '90s X Men comic coming out. That was the where, that was the X Men I grew up with, and it holds a special place in my heart. I'm always down for some Jubilee. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. I had just briefly read about this that this week that they're coming out with a comic that's like that was the first I heard of it right there. Yeah, it's gonna pick up on the continuity of the um, X Men cartoon. Oh wow! So yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So I, I bet they'll get some readers with that. Oh, I'm sure they will. As, as long as Marvel fucking supports the book and tells people about it but yeah. it is an x-men title so <laughs> and uh and, and they're not they're not really supporting their x-men titles these days no, no as well as fantastic four which is ending and i think there are more guardians of the galaxy books right now than there are x-men titles i could be wrong though i, I mean, think it's pretty fucking close i think you're on to there's like there. five or six guardians titles yeah and you know we're getting a group book yeah there's like guardians team up book guardians team up guardians star thousand yeah so yeah, Star Lord, Rocket, Raccoon book. We're getting a Gamora book. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Jacob also says, finally he wants to congratulate Brian on quitting smoking. I'll be joining you soon in the non-smokers club. Nice. Take click, take care, live long and prosper. And P.S. My beard is telling me to tell you that it supports Frank's decision to grow a beard. Well done, good sir. My beard also enjoyed the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers short. Oh, nice. So there we go. We did get a little bit of an update from the old beard. From the old beard. It needs to send out more tweets. I haven't seen it tweet in a while. Yeah. Or I haven't I haven't been checking it, honestly. Speaking Me of and t- the beard hang out on weekends anyway. Speaking of tweets, I noticed this week that someone started a quick-ass Twitter account. Yeah. And um, I've been taken up on my bet by about four people, I think, so far. Ooh, you might be out four bucks or four. up four bucks. Yeah, Who yeah. Knows? So I'm, And I want to put this out there right now. Um, anyone else wants to take me up on the hashtag quick-ass bet? Um, I'm going to give you one more week. When uh, next episode is released, the bet's off. Because we're going to get to a point where comics and novelizations and video games and toys are going to be out there and it's going to mm-hmm. be pretty obvious who's right and who's wrong so we're going to cut this shit off real quick so if you went in on the quick ass bet um i think quicksilver is going to die in age of ultron if you think i'm wrong use the hashtag hashtag quick ass bet and you're locked into a dollar bet with me so if you want to bet with me you got a little bit more time left all right so hey <laughs> Gambling. Support my gambling. Support Jake's gambling addiction. All right. And smoking and whatever else. Yeah, so. support it all. Right. Maybe you can buy me some heroin. I don't even know the going rate of heroin. I got days. you. I got you on heroin. I know oh, a guy. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we got, we're going to go ahead. That's it. that's it for emails. Emails. We're gonna, all right. We're going to do good pop, bad pop next. So 
that's what we're up to. We want to take a little break first. It's time for <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. All right, good. All right. <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh, my phone oh. archued. Okay, I'm still recording. <laughs> uh. Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, it's time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. Um, This week I've got something pretty interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing that to you. <laughs> and what is good pop, bad pop? What is good pop, bad pop? Oh, Christ. I forgot this part last week, too. Good pop, bad pop is where we rate and review things that we watched, read, saw, enjoyed, all those different ways each week. And if you are new to our show and have never heard our unique rating system, we'll have Clive explain that to you real quick. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, there we go. Um, so we'll see if anything gets a Tupperware party this episode. We'll see if we get corrected on anything we say in this episode. I'm sure we will. <laughs> That's a thing. So what I'd like to talk about is a new app I downloaded this week. It is called Star Wars Card Trader by Topps Cards. And um, it is super cool. Basically, you download this app, and they give you X amount of credits. And if you check in every day, they give you more credits. And you use the credits to buy the old-school Star Wars trading cards. And they encompass all six movies. And there's some cards that have more rarity than other cards as you try to complete your collection. Um, you can trade with all the users of the game. So if you get duplicates, you can trade your cards with other people or everything. There's no, like, you don't win the game or there's no fighting with anyone. It's just purely collecting the cards. Huh. So, But it's really fun. Like, you get to open these cards digitally on your phone. I'll show you real quick here. Let me, I'll buy a pack real fast. The Boba Fett base pack. And then it'll just shoot me some cards. It'll show the pack, like actually opening up, like you were going to open up a pack. Right. And there we go. I got a Sly Moore Chancellor's Aid. <laughs> oh, I've been really jonesing that. Right. Looks so, like a ooh, evil. And I got a Passel Argente, <laughs> my all-time favorite. I don't even know what what character that is. I've never even heard of that character. <laughs> a he C looks like uh, Swamp Thing's grandfather. It does look like Swamp Thing's grandfather. <laughs> it looks like maybe the Emperor's dad. Oh, we're going to have listeners tell us all about him there's a listener that's listening right now i can't believe that you don't know who what's his name paso agente i can't believe you don't know who paso agente is and you pronounced his name wrong 
And I can tell you all about him, his lineage, and this character, and blah blah blah. Well, let's stop the listener right there because yeah. if, if you tap the cards, they'll actually flip over where you can see the back of them. Oh yeah, tell me all about. And this. they'll they'll give you a little write up about the yeah. about the character. This character looks so uninteresting <laughs> that I, I'm not going to read this write up. So and and the back of that card's a little too long for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's way too long. Yeah, way too long. Yeah. So anyway, C three PO. Let's nice. go through the rest of this pack real quick. Plo Koon. Plo Koon. Jar Jar! You motherfucker. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, two C-3PO's already in uh, one pack. They do that to you? Yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> Darth, I got a Darth Vader, though. That's yeah. nice. A uh, Moma Nadan. He's uh, the yeah. hammerhead guy from the cantina. Yeah. Uh, ooh, the R- drink tray R2-D2. One of my favorites. Nice. <laughs> Kit Fisto. I love Kit Fisto. John D. Brannon. X-Wing pilot, John D. Brandon, John. X-Wing pilot. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, isn't that going to be one of the solo movies coming out? I think it is John, John D. Brandon, X-Wing pilot. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks a bit like Andy Samberg, right? Yeah. Maybe they'll cast him in that role. All I can think about is, uh, what was that? What was the Dan Aykroyd sketch? Uh, what was it? What was it? Garvin. Something Garvin, male prostitute. Oh, I know, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Another drink tray R2-D2 in the same pack. Wow. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that's a horrible His, his episode two, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, it's Dengar! <laughs> <laughs> the injured rebel warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Nita. He's a needed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's my pack. Wow. So anyway, it's been, I've really been enjoying this app. I think it's really neat. And there's a 1% chance. You have to... Do you literally buy these? How much are they? No, they're... I have not paid a cent into okay. this app. Every day, if you log in, they give you a free amount of credit. Gotcha. Okay. And you can buy more packs. Right, right. Now, if you're a giant idiot, they will let you, like, make microtransactions oh, that's and, like, cool. buy more cards or anything. But, like, why? I don't, <laughs> why? I don't Just wait till the next day. I, exactly. <laughs> Must have all digital cards <laughs> now. Well, and then you can trade them with other people, right? Exactly, exactly. And um, if anyone out there wants to get this app and trade with me, um, my name is the same as my Twitter account. It's Two Sheds, the number two, S-H-E-D-D-S. So look me up, trade some cards. You know, maybe I'll trade you a Dengar for some of your um, rare Jar Jar Binks cards. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be real nice. All right, very so, cool. So, yeah, real cool app. You should check it out. You going to rate it? I'm going to give it a taste it. <laughs> if, if I'm st- if I'm still fucking with it in two weeks, right? If I'm still fucking with it in two weeks, it's a Tupperware, right? But if in two weeks yeah. I'm onto some other stupid app that I check into every day, then I want to know more about uh, Swamp Thing's dad. Swamp Thing's dad? Yeah, you'll have to wait for the listener to send in the info on that. Oh yeah, I'm sure sure we've got a few already on that. Maybe it was Jar Jar's dad, <laughs> right? So maybe Jar Jar and Swamp Thing are related. Jar Jar Swamp Thing crossover movie. Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be yeah. a lot of fun. A <laughs> um, couple things I got for a good pop, bad pop. Real quick. Uh, first one's real quick. Jason Voorhees is going to be a playable character in Mortal Kombat X. Oh, there you go. I, I heard they announced that on a Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had two Friday the 13th in a row. We had one in uh, February, one in March. That's wild. Yeah. So what will Jason Voorhees' fatality be? Hmm... Machete involved, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They'll probably just stab you right through. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is he going to be the first of 
other characters introduced, do you think? Yeah, it seems like if you're going to have a fighting game with Jason Voorhees, that it's kind of a miss if you don't have uh, Freddy Krueger in there, too, right? Well, yeah, and everybody wants to see the Baraka versus Freddy Krueger fight. Yeah. You know, blade on blade. <laughs> I never thought of that. It'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. So who do you give the edge to on that fight? I don't think Baraka's going to fall asleep, so I'm going to give it to Baraka. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. Baraka, he's a scary-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Even more scary than maybe Freddy Krueger, so. Yeah, but Freddy is pure evil. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know who to give it to. <laughs> I guess it depends on the player. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Whoever can button mash the best. <laughs> Whoever can memorize shit online better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you think Freddy ever, like, I don't know. Tried to forgot about having the glove on and tried to masturbate. Oh yeah, well, we always talked about that as a kid. Yeah, that was a, a popular topic. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, so so yeah, I'm sure he had to reattach it quite a few times. I'm sure. <laughs> Do you think it looks all messed up, just like everything else? All burnt up. Yeah, yeah, probably probably the same as like Deadpool's. I got I got I got a no. I got a feeling like like his whole body's like all burnt up, but like he's just got like this gorgeous cock. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he kept that safe. Yeah, like that's like the one thing. Like in Game of Thrones, like he, we tell you, we told you last week to hold on to your cock. Yeah, like that's the one thing he protected. Nice. Like he's got this gorgeous dick. So well, there you go. Yeah. No wonder he's so popular with all the teenage ladies. There still. you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, second thing I wanted to talk about real quick, I thought it was really cool. Robert Downey Jr. You know, of course, everybody knows who this guy is. Yeah, Iron Man. Um, did you hear about him delivering the uh, bionic arm to the kid? I, I did. I did. Great story. It's a great story. Um, a seven-year-old Alex Pring. He was uh, born missing part of his right arm. So this is so awesome. This uh, Albert Monero. He has a PhD in engineering, and uh, with the help of uh, students from the University of Central Florida, they can develop a prosthetic arm. That usually costs, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, they use a 3D printer and they can make this for basically hundreds of dollars. It's and, awesome. Uh, and then they give them away to people in need of these, of these arms. So this kid is a, you know, big fan of t- uh, Iron Man. And, and, uh, so they made this, uh, Alex Pring, this seven year old kid, an Iron Man bionic arm, but, it wasn't just like, oh, here's your here's your Iron Man arm. <laughs> it was delivered to him by Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. himself. That's fucking awesome. In a Stark Industries case, <laughs> and uh, not only did Alex get to put on his bionic arm for the first time, but Robert Downey Jr. put on one as well. That's awesome. And they they both wore those, and and it was very very cool moment. Uh, and uh, it was just awesome. I thought it was one. Uh, you know, I'm loving what I'm seeing from like the Marvel. You know, fr- from these guys that play these characters in the movies. You know, like with Chris Evans and you and know, Pratt. We've seen a lot of it. Yeah, too. you know, Chris Evans going to you know uh, what was it, Christopher's Haven, mm-hmm. and uh, helping the the kids out there, and then and then Pratt visiting the hospitals, and I mean, it's and then you got Robert Downey Jr. doing this. So I saw the pictures from um, this event, and you could just see the joy on the kid's face as he was presenting the arm to him. Like, there's a video out there too. Uh, oh wow! And it's 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 
it's phenomenal. It's really cool. Like I got, I got a little choked up when, uh, when Robert Downey Jr. like opened up the case and he's sitting down with the kid. And, I bet. Yeah, it was really, really sweet. So I've got a Tupperware that it's, that's definitely good pop for the week, man. Yeah, I Tupperware that too. Tupperware party. Yeah. Tupperware party. Yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome use of those 3D printers. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be used for like, uh, Oh shit, uh, that, uh, part on the back of the stove went out. Um, now I can print it here at the house and not go to, you know, down the road to like Lowe's or something and get it. You know what I mean? I just thought it would just use, use it for practical things like that. I had no idea that they could make such complex things, you know, such high tech things right there and save so much money. If you, um, if you lost an arm and you could have any pop culture limb, what would you choose? If I had to choose a pop culture limb? Yeah. What would be your pop culture limb? Uh, the Winter Soldier arm. Oh, that's a goodie. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I was thinking you were going to go with maybe the Terminator arm. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, nah, dude. I, I, I mean, because I think that would scare people off and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would scare people off. But if I had the Winter Soldier arm, I still think people would be like, that's pretty badass. Yeah, it's a little bit of the middle ground yeah. between the total fucking scare, yeah. your, scare you shit list. And it would be like that arm, too, like where like it would adjust and shit. Oh, that'd be oh, cool. Oh, man, that'd be so badass. That would be badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice answer. What's that? The Winter Soldier arm. Oh, I, I yeah. put you on the spot there, and that was a great answer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to being complimented, only correct. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry. You caught me off guard, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Yeah, what, you, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh. Yeah, get the fuck back. Shut right. up. Yeah. I've been married before. I haven't heard comment. <laughs> I haven't heard a compliment in years. Sorry, I'll, I'll keep that to a minimum. Right. Seriously. I'll slow down on right. that. Right. Um, so for the next Good Pop, Bad Pop, I think this is kind of a joint effort here. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched a little bit of Orphan Black this week. Yeah, okay, so last week, yeah. we we were like in between recording. Yes. I was like, I, I don't know why I mentioned it, but I was like, you know what show I want to watch is like Orphan Black, and like you jumped in and said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been really, it's been on my list for a while. Like yeah. it, like it and like Breaking Bad and a few other shows yeah. are like right there at the top of the list of shows I, yeah. I need to watch. And so when you mentioned I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I promise you by the next episode, I will have at least watched the first two episodes of this right. so we can at least have an idea of what this is going on. Yeah. And I, I did. That's that's I meant to watch an episode a day and I kind of fell behind, but I have watched the first two episodes. Right. Brian, how far are you now? I've watched the first nine. Nine. Uh, nine episodes. So um, and they're 10 episode seasons. 10 episode seasons. There's two seasons so far. Um, the season three premiere will actually be, um, April 18th. Yeah. So if anyone does want to jump on the Orphan Black train, it seems like now would be a really good time to do that. Um, I have to find a way to watch the second season. Yes. Now I know I watched mine on Comcast on demand. Brian watched his on uh, DirecTV. DirecTV on, on demand. demand. But they only have the first season. Yes. Now on, if you have Comcast, they have season one and season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure how you're going to get season two. I have Comcast at home, but I have like limited service. So I don't know if I have their on demand option. Okay. I'm going to check when I get home and see if I do check it out, check it out. But you know, let's talk about what we think so far. Maybe rate the series is what we think so far. Sure. And, um, I don't, I, I kind of feel like you're going to try to watch more. You're already talking about watching season two. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely come back to this. My, my hope is that both of us are ready to watch and rate the season three premiere come April. That's yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. So we'll, I will try to keep to that. I know you'll keep to that. Mm-hmm. So let, let's, as talk. long as I can find season two, I'm down. So, so let's talk about it. Um, yeah. IMDB. Um, I don't, 
we'll talk about the basics of the show. Let's kind of keep I, spoilers down to a minimum. Yeah, I don't want to spoil you two it, episodes in. Exactly, exactly. But I was hoping you'd get a little bit farther because I want to talk about yeah. some things. But we'll talk about we'll talk about a lot the next time. Yes, when we do the season, season three, three. Rate, it'll be more than right. that. It'll be kind of a whole series. This is a good primer. Exactly. Yeah. We just want to let you guys know that we're interested in orphan black it's yeah. definitely on our radar now and we're, we're going to be talking about it more and this is on bbc america yes so this is not like you're not going to see this on nbc you're not going to see this you know yeah it gets a lot of big media coverage though i yeah. know it's been uh, entertainment weekly cover a couple times and i i know all the stars are coming to c2e2 up in chicago so it, it seems like it has a pretty big fandom base right um, and the short of it, the IMDb um, description is a streetwise hustler is pulled into a compelling conspiracy after witnessing the suicide of a girl who looks just like her. Right. So that's all, that's all they give you. She's got a doppelganger. She's got a doppelganger. And that's exactly right. I mean, you get all of that within the first five minutes of the show, that description. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees someone that looks like her. She kills herself. She says she takes the woman's purse finds out who she is and kind of impersonates her and we kind of go from there down the spiral of what the fuck is going on that's basically what what kind of show this is it's a what the fuck is going on kind of show right so um up to where i'm at there seems like there's a bunch of these damn clones Mm -hmm. so and it's hard to avoid the season three commercials because every time i watch an on-demand episode it Mm. begins with the commercial for the season three premiere are they showing scenes from season three no but they're showing lots more clones than i've seen yet in the commercial it seems like it's a commercial specifically designed to be a commercial Mm -hmm. but it's still showing the actors and footage okay that was kind of annoying to me but nonetheless um it's it seems like is it the commercial where they're talking about people in high places and that might be it yeah okay and they just they they're flipping between different people talking exactly okay. yeah there's a little girl at one point yeah it's a weird commercial mm-hmm. it reminds me of like just like almost like a makeup ad or something like the way they do those these days it's re- it's really odd yeah so but so far I really like the show it's a taste it for me hmm. um it, it it feels like a slow burn though I I'm hoping that it kind of picks up its pace. After the first two episodes, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to meet more clones. I can't wait to have a little like with this kind of show. You always want to have that. What the fuck is going on feeling? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a tough line to keep where you have to keep giving answers, but you have to keep supplying interesting questions. And so any show like that, it's hard to maintain the excitement at that level. So I'm hoping after 20 episodes, I'm still intrigued and there's still interesting questions that the show is asking sure what do you what do you rate this show so far you need to watch more than two episodes okay it's it's a tupperware i mean you need to watch more than two you see what i'm saying though after two episodes i'm not quite ready to tupperware sure sure i mean yeah um but yeah it the the ball does get rolling and things unravel and uh, man i'm not kidding you you find out a lot more about this character. And first off, I'm going to start off by saying Tatiana Maslany, the mm-hmm. main actress, yep. is amazing. She's fantastic. Uh, she plays so many different clones in this television show. I mean, that, and I always never confuse them. Because, people can say, oh yeah, because their hairstyles are different. <laughs> but you've got Allison, and then you've also got, uh, when, well, okay, she starts off as Sarah, mm-hmm. and then she turns into Beth. But I'm just gonna, I'll just call her Sarah Beth. But Allison and Sarah Beth, they look so similar that 
if you just didn't know from scene to scene, you could kind of confuse them. Yes. But I'll be honest with you, I've never confused them because they have such different personalities. Mm-hmm. And Tatiana Maslany, after watching this, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I cannot believe that DC did not cast her as Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Oh, wow. I was like, this woman, you know, she plays two different characters. The Enchantress character is like good and bad. Mm -hmm. Plays, you know, what I mean, like two different characters. Tatiana Maslany would be perfect, but that's just something I was thinking about. But um, I love this show. I absolutely love it. Like nine episodes in – you learn so much more about all these characters mm-hmm. going into it. I don't want to spoil anything. For yeah, you. I, I, I'm going to cram this shit. Please. I can't wait to see more episodes. Please, please watch this because uh, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like I'm kind of my tongue's kind of tied because I can't really you know I, I can't get into it too much without spoiling things. You just you learn more about different characters. Other characters learn more about other characters, mm-hmm. and more players become involved. People you think are bad are good. People you think are good are bad. You don't know. You never have a handle on who's who, who to trust, and you never know what information is going to come out. It's, it's, it, and it's always changing. And they have kept the pace has been steadily, steadily. I say once you get to episode seven. I, that, my next question was: There a pivotal episode where you're just like, okay, this- episode seven. Yeah, episode. Once you see episode seven, you're going to be like, oh my god, so much happens in that episode, and then from there, it's just like a domino effect. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just hit that domino, and it just man, you're off to the races. So after episode seven, if you're not hooked after episode seven, then you're just not a fan. Okay, so. Yeah. I'm definitely enjoying it so far. Like I said, it's it's a strong taste it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued and I can't wait to find out more what's going on. Oh man, Tatiana Maslany is so talented and she's I think she's gorgeous. Oh agreed. Wow. I was a, I was surprised um I didn't realize I thought this was like a cable show and everything. Uh-huh. And then it was like there was so much nudity. I was like, Whoa, look at all the nudity in this show. <laughs> BBC America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really see the different culture. Oh sure. You know, yeah. so that was interesting. But it takes place in the US. It does. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So that's that's wild. But man, she's so damn good at accents. Yeah, and her mannerisms, just her little quirks and yeah. mannerisms and everything, mm-hmm. and how she holds her like posture and everything right. as a different character is just yeah. incredible. Well, see, like, um, it's so cool because like some of the some of the clones, like you've got a Ukrainian clone, mm-hmm. you've got a couple from the U.S. There was a German clone introduced, and she's got these accents down pretty good. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, she's great. She's fantastic orphan black i love it dude i can't wait to i'm gonna definitely try to find season two yes and there's only two seasons so far season three is just starting so 20 episodes catch up with us yes watch orphan black with us yes it's so cool man uh it reminded me at first like i had been reading a uh image comic book called clone okay and uh it's a skybound you know it's from uh kirkman's you know brand yeah there at image yeah and so i was reading that and like you know, a guy comes home and and walks in to his like kitchen and sees like a clone of himself dying in his kitchen. And this clone explains how like you know there's clones of him all over, and he meets all these different clones. And I was like, I started watching Orphan Black, and I was like, how is this any fucking different? How is this any different? This is they're just ripping off that comic book clone. Yeah, no, they are not because she actually takes on the life of one of her clones who happens to be a detective 
and from there it's just it's awesome yeah it's awesome i remember when they when she found out that she was impersonating a cop i was like yeah. oh shit yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. gonna be good i will say that her partner her cop partner art mm-hmm. needs to get laid <laughs> this guy is so wound up so tight this guy needs to get a piece of ass yeah yeah i've only, he's, he so he's a pretty prominent character in all the oh episodes yeah too. oh yeah okay oh yeah yeah. yeah, I couldn't believe it when he took all that money from her car. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, and keeps promising to give it back to her. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's wow. just got it chilling in his desk in the right. drawer, like not even locked up. It didn't yeah. look like characters that you don't think are going to be main characters become main characters. It's it's really cool. I love this show. So yes, please, will I can't wait to talk about Orphan Black season three premiere. April 18th. All right. We'll we'll have to see if we can get Frank on this boat too, huh? (laughs) 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 All right. Moving on. Oh, Oh, what else? Good pop, bad pop you got for us, Brian. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see here. I thought you had one more thing. No, that was it. I just wanted to do the uh, Star Wars and the Orphan Black. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, you got a comic book? Yeah, with you. I read a comic book. Um, Jeff Lemire, busy man these days. Yep, doing the new Hawkeye relaunch. Yeah, we talked about it last week, and I said that I didn't was I didn't add it to my pull list, and I was like, why didn't I add it to my pull list? <laughs> So I've now added it to my pull list. Okay. So, so you'll just have to scrounge up the first issue or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Jeff Lemire, he's doing a book here. It's called Descender. Okay. Uh, it's uh, written by Jeff Lemire um, and uh, art by Dustin Nguyen. Um, this book, I, it's from Image Comics, and it's a, it's it's based in the future. Okay. Um, you can look at the cover there. I'll show you the art here. In a second. I believe that's um, – I'm familiar with this artist. I believe it's um, just pronounced win. It's really weird. I remember when I first heard hmm. that, I was like, wow. Okay. It's just a, like an odd spelling for it. I would have heard it – if I wouldn't have heard it from you, I'd have heard it from somebody else trying to correct me. So I'm I glad know. I heard it from you first. Exactly. But he's the artist. He's from uh, – you'll recognize the art from Lil Gotham mm-hmm. if you read any of those issues. And he's got a very like watercolor look to his art. Yeah, it reminds me a little of – um. Assad Ribic stuff, kind of the way the colors look. A little bit. This is like this is uh, his is more like paints. It looks like mm-hmm. this is more like a watercolor type art, but same kind of art that you'd see in the Lil Gotham books. Oh, I like it. The art looks very nice. It looks like a real sci-fi book too. It looks really cool. Oh yeah. So, yeah, the art is very good. So what do you think of this book so far? Let me see it here real quick. Um, let me go over it a little bit, kind of give everybody like the hook of maybe like why they want to read it. Looks like a little Android boy or something. I was going Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, you're fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I just had, I was just going to set it up for everybody. But, uh, uh, it, they, they start off on this planet Nairata and it's, uh, basically it's, there's these nine planets and this Nairata is the culture hub for all these planets. So not all nine planets are kind of represented here on this uh, planet Nairata. So lots of different races living within this one planet. And then, like, this guy uh, wakes up and uh, he's got somebody summoning him on, like, this futuristic, like, you know, Skype device or whatever. Okay. And he's like, hey, you know, you know, why haven't you been answering our calls? He's like, I was sleeping. He's like, what's going on? He's like, he's like, he takes him up and he shows him that there are these 
huge. It's like fucking like Unicron. Yeah. Like, it was making me think of uh, the, the Marvel Celestials. Celestials, yeah. like Galactus, like this huge fucking robot is like standing over the planet and it's, it's a fucking robot. And so this Quan guy is like the leader in like um, modern robotics. Uh, so they asked him like, you know, like to, you know, like what is this? Let's try to figure this thing out. You know, what is it going to do? And all of a sudden this thing attacks him. Ugh. And um, then we jump ahead 10 years and you see this little boy, and this little boy wakes up, and this little boy's looking for his mommy and his daddy, and then all of a sudden, the computer starts talking to him and says that, you know, like, everybody, it's a, he's on a mining colony, and, like, everybody on this colony has died, and then you find out that um, that the little boy, like, go, accesses the computer, yeah. the computer says, like, you know, these these robots attacked, and after that, you know, all these different – these nine colonies, these nine planets freaked out and started destroying their artificial intelligence, their robots because these robots attacked them. And they're like, well, you know, are they linked somehow? Mm-hmm. And so like people just had a hatred for robots because these robots killed all these people. Um, so they start killing all these robots and come to find out this little boy – it's a fucking robot. Ugh. He's a little robot boy. But everybody knew that because you spoiled that. The cover spoils it. No, you spoiled it. They oh. couldn't see the cover. Oh, okay. Jake, I'm just saying, gonna, you're spoiled that when you start the book, though. It's like the first image you see is Robot Boy. I know, but I'm talking about the podcast. I'm, I not, I'm not talking about the book. But it's not like a last panel reveal by any means. It's the, it's the front of the book. Yeah, but the, 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 there was like nine or ten variant covers. Okay. So I just happened to get the Robot Boy cover. That's all I was going by. I know. You're, just sticking, up, you're just sticking up for yourself, defending yourself. Yeah. yeah, fight me off with the with the fucking pitchfork right now. <laughs> Spoiler: the cover's a robot boy. I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> no, I mean one of the covers is a robot boy. Um, it's no big fucking deal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so they start killing off all these robots. This robot boy was on a mining colony and got overlooked. He didn't get destroyed. He's the last of his type of robot. And this Quan guy was the guy that fucking created him. Was he just like turned off or something? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we might find that out. I think, like, I think maybe, like, his parents. Maybe he was such a non-threat or non-entity that he was overlooked. His parents, well, he, I mean, he'd been sleeping for 10 years. Okay. So maybe his parents put him into, like, a 10-year sleep mode, and then, you know what I mean? He had no signal to pick up or whatever. But everybody else in this mining colony is dead. There's a little robot dog that the boy talks to, and then... They show this Quan guy ten years later, you know the the robot scientist guy mm-hmm. ten years later, and he fucking like they need him now because they found out like the what was it some kind of like co- like he's got a the, all these fucking robots have like this codex within them, okay, and the codex matches the same codex within the robot boy. That was in the um, mining colony. Mining colony, yeah. Okay, and they know that that he's the only one left because they saw him like three days earlier. They saw that this robot had woken up. So now it's a race to get to this robot boy, and that's the cliffhanger. And that's Who the cliffhanger. Get... Okay. Who's going to get this robot boy? And I don't know. Like even once they get him, like how that's going to help them. But I guess they need. I guess Quan's the creator of this robot boy, and so. They nobody knows if this Quan guy has you know some kind of like ulterior motive. Maybe he'd been working with the big robots, mm. 
but he acted just as shocked when they showed up. So I don't know. Are you on board for issue two? Oh yeah. Um, this book does a lot to set everything up. Um, it, 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 there's a lot of setup and explaining of the world and I liked it for the most part. It was kind of slow and a lot of setup, but I think it's going to pay off because it deals with a lot of things that I like. I mean, stories about little kids and robots. I mean, I used to watch Small Wonder when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know? Fuck that show. That was horrible. <laughs> anyway, but no, this does deals with robots. It, <laughs> it deals with, you know, giant fucking robots and alien races and then the cool twist at the on the final page. Like like who's going to show up to meet the boy first? Yeah, those look like some fucked up like bounty hunter people. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this book goes. And uh so I'm going to give Descender, I mean, this could be easily a Tupperware, but right now I'm going to give this, you know, I I'm going to kind of make up a rating. Yeah. It's a taste it, but I'm freezing it too cuz it could be a Tupperware, so I'm going to give it a tasty freeze. A tasty freeze. I hear what you're saying. Like the first um tray paperback could be a Tupperware. Right. Exactly. Exactly. This is like I think like and, and I love the book Saga, but I think in that first issue mm-hmm. there was a little bit of setup, but you got a lot of story too. It was yeah. a double-sized issue, but I feel like this there's just way too much setup and not a lot of like Getting to know these characters a little bit more. I Just think Saga is a good point. Yeah. But I remember I was like the first issue was good and I was in, but it was issue like three where like you you knew the characters and you were just it was just like moment after moment and you're like yeah. wow this book is really hitting on all cylinders now yeah yeah but i mean even in like issue one like you start off with like it grabs your attention with like the birth and yeah. she's like you know what i mean yeah. You know, she's like, you did this to me and blah, 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 blah. And it was so good. But this was really like, I'm not kidding you, tons of exposition mm. in this book. Yeah. So first issues are tough. Right. Yeah. They're tough in that way. Yeah. It's, it's a fine line between, you yeah. know, setting everything up and not being stale and yeah. boring. So, yeah, Tasty Freeze for uh, Descender number one by uh, Jeff Lemire. A strawberry Tasty Freeze. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that rating. Uh, tasty freeze. That's the only rating I can give it because I think I think the series could be a Tupperware easily. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Orphan Black too. Basically, yeah. if I could revise that, that would be a tasty freeze for me too. Right. I'm just glad like this book didn't go like the route of like the movie AI. Yeah, where he just goes on the kid goes on the run. Right. And it's a road movie basically with the kid and all the right. wacky adventures he encounters. Well, it's not like this little boy's defenseless too, dude. Mm. I mean, there's a part where he gets scared and like you see him because they they show him at first he just looks like a little boy. And then all of a sudden there's a part where he's scared and like like you can see like his like arm like opens up and you see like I don't know. I don't know if guns or whatever comes out of him, but okay. some something comes out of him. Whatever weaponry they use. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading more. Sounds good. All right. So, I'm, I mean, that's all I have for Good Pop, Bad Pop. You got anything else you want to jabber about? You want to move on to news? We can move on to news. I was going to talk real quick. There's a um, – I'll just mention it real quick. Yeah, do it. There is a Back to the Future documentary. Oh, yeah. I saw a little bit about this. Yeah, it's called Back in Time um, and – it was a Kickstarter, and the Kickstarter ended, but now they need more money, I guess. <laughs> um, you and, need to go back to the pocket. Right. So they've kickstarted the Kickstarter campaign again, <laughs> and so they're wanting people to put more money into it. They've got um, interviews with Christopher Lloyd. Uh, there's a lot of people that are in this, involved in this. Cool. Um, uh, Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, Michael J. Fox, Leah Thompson. 
um, Bob Gale, Alan Silvestri, uh, Dan Harmon from Community and Rick yeah. and Morty, and um, and then also the Goldbergs uh, creator Adam Goldberg. So I mean, this is a pretty awesome Kickstarter. It's called Back in Time. I was gonna play the the trailer for the documentary, but we can move on. Oh, let's hear the trailer. I want to hear it now. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Hopefully this will play because I didn't get a chance to record it. We had this germ of an idea about a modern day kid who goes back in time and ends up attending high school with his parents. Is that Bob Gale? Oh, that was uh, Zemeckis. Your parents were once young and had the same dreams that you have right now. Who doesn't want to see what their parents were like in high school? It's very clever. It's a simple movie. It's, it's, it's a human movie. One moment could change your whole life. You can't make time travel movies. People don't go see them. Well, you just don't make bad time travel movies. You make a good one. Kids who saw the movie back in the day, they become parents. They're showing it to their kids. It just keeps on going. It's a story that is globally loved. It represents a sort of nostalgia of this innocent time. Back to the Future breaks as many rules as it follows. I had never been part of anything like that. I'm very proud of it. It inspires people's imaginations. You might call me a Back to the Future fanatic. The fans are instrumental in keeping Back to the Future alive. We had to have that exact same truck. We maxed out that card on a DeLorean, and we made it into a time machine. <laughs> People that are big Back to the Future fans have been huge supporters of our efforts. The other way we use the car is raising money and awareness for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. It's great to have a bunch of lunatics on your side. In college, I got a note on my dorm room once that said, No more Earth Angel. You're crazy, but they're crazy good. Maybe it, it affected me a little too much. Yeah. I got engaged to him at the DCS show. We got a lot of stuff right. The hoverboard phenomenon is, is amazing. Hover technology would be cool. We could hover a stationary object. What's the most exciting thing that comes to mind? This feels like we all went on this ride together. I was on the screen, but we all experienced it together. We're going. We don't need roads. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about this documentary, Back in Time. I thought it had a lot of cool names attached to it. And, uh, I mean, if people missed out on it the first time it was around on Kickstarter, they can jump in on it now. There's 24 days to go. How much are they trying to raise? <clears throat> uh, 50,000. They've already raised, they, they've already raised 76,000. But, uh, yeah, you can jump in on this, and uh, it's pretty cool. Sounds cool. I love the music in the trailer. Yeah. Like a real piano version of the Back to the Future theme. It was cool. Right. I mean, this reminds me a lot of the Arrested Development Project, you mm-hmm. know, that, that uh, Kickstarter that came out. And I backed that one. Um, Even reminded me a bit about the like the Superman project we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of chronicling a movie. Yes. Yes, and the fandom. They talked to the fans. That's mm. what I loved. The Arrested Development Project did that as well. They would talk to the fans like all over the country, you know, super fans of the franchise. And it was interesting to hear from the fans and like what they connect to. So I'm sure that they'll probably have like a Back to the Future wedding. You know what I mean? Do you think we'll ever get another Back to the Future movie or a remake? Do you think that'll be something that happens in our lifetime? I was thinking about that actually. Um, I, ho- I I surely hope not. I, I hope that 
this is it'll happen eventually yeah um but i hope not uh, nothing will ever like grab people's imaginations the way that you know hoverboards did and yeah. uh the the wonder of when and it would never work for me either um you know because like this movie came out when i was a kid and it was showing like you know a 30 year jump from like 85 to 2015 they got a lot of stuff wrong yeah but it but it was so cool I don't know, man. I, I don't think that – I can't see them doing Back to the Future reboot and it ever living up to the original. Yeah, I feel like it has to be a reboot too almost because of what you said because they got so much wrong that they really can't – like it would have to be its own universe, like its own alternate reality where this is what 2015 was in this alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Like if they were to actually do a sequel somehow. Well, I think they would start off in 2000. I think the movie would start off in 2015. Yeah. And then they would jump ahead to 2045. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it would be funny because their 2015 would be their 2015. Oh, oh okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Not, not ours since they got so much wrong. Or would they just reboot it into. They would reboot. It's a, it's a reboot. So yeah. it would be our 2015 yeah. and then jump into a 2045 that's totally different. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that, that'd be the, the reboot, but like the sequel they'd have to mm-hmm. keep to the canon and that right. would be super weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what was so cool about this movie? It was it was such a personal story. It was about family. I mean, mm-hmm. Marty McFly wasn't um, he wasn't the Avengers. He wasn't no. saving the universe. He was just trying to keep his whole family together. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And he just wanted to take his girl out in a cool truck. He's on a bigger a date. hero than Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Marty McFly all day long. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it was cool. It was just a personal family story. It's just about, you know, this guy and his life and Hill Valley and how it's affected through time travel. It wasn't like this huge, massive, like, Avengers saving the Earth type mega movie. It was yeah. just – it was more personal, and that's what I loved about it. It has, like, one of the tightest screenplays of any movie I can think of, mm-hmm. too. Like, it just everything has a cause and effect, and everything pays off somehow. And right. it's just such a brilliant movie. Yeah. It's a very fun time travel movie. I loved this whole franchise as a kid. Yeah, me too. What's your least favorite? Oh, three. Mine as well. Yeah, it yeah. feels so like sequelitis by three. Mm-hmm. Let's do all the same beats in Old West. Right. And you're just like, oh, okay. Old West Biff just stepped in some poop. Yeah. How wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny like hearing I hate manure the first time. Yeah. And as it keeps going. Yeah. It was real cheeky with like ZZ Top playing at the festival and everything. And yeah. it was like the cheekiest of the movies. Right. So the time travel train. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to meet his boys who were the most boring kids ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Better seen not heard, right? Exactly. I mean they didn't do anything. I, I, I completely agree. Right. So yeah, yeah, the third is my least favorite. The first is my favorite. Yeah, wasn't uh, what's her name? Isn't isn't she a little too old to have kids anyway? By that time, <sighs> she was like in her forties or fifties, right? Lee Thompson or whatever. No, I'm talking about Steam Virgin. Whatever. Oh 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 yeah yeah. Uh, Ted Danson's wife. Yeah, Ted Danson's wife. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, 
Her best roles were on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I loved her on Curb. She was great. When Larry always tried to befriend yes. her, and they always had their <laughs> awkward moments. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, the one that I always think of is when um, they go on the dinner date with her mom, uh-huh. and he accidentally drinks the water after her mom and makes that noise, like, bleh. <laughs> her, mom, her mom like freaks out yeah. uh, dude i don't think there is a bad episode of curb your enthusiasm i, I love curb your enthusiasm oh, i too. always hold out that there's going to be one more season oh it's going to be so difficult with garland doing goldberg's now yeah oh, I, I hope they can but i don't want it to be like like um that final arrested development season that we saw like where we couldn't get anybody together yeah, you know what i mean i agree they did it before with curb like there was a 3 year break in between the last two seasons oh i know and yeah. they, they've never said that it's over yeah i know i know there was like there's like a long break in between seasons but you know and i want to see uh jb smooth come back oh, i man. love jb smooth he's so good on that show he is so good on that show fucking hilarious <laughs> So, yeah, I heard uh, he was doing um, hosting that last comic standing. That's the uh, last place I saw J.B. Smooth. Really? So, yeah. at least he's got some work. That's cool. No, he's a funny dude. He is a funny dude. His stand-up is great. I'm done with Good Pop, Bad Pop, Chief. All right, let's news it up. All right. <sighs> Time for some news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. All kinds of gangster as fuck news, right? Yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm not the showrunner anymore. I don't know what you got. You could have shit for news, man. I don't know anymore, man. Well, what's more fucking gangster than Ghostbusters? Uh, New Jack City news. Uh, <laughs> Boys in the Hood news. <laughs> Notorious Biggie news. Right. The, Tupac news. What? Oh, dude. Uh, what about that fucking? Um, uh, oh, what's the Martin movie? Martin Scorsese news. <laughs> Martin Scorsese news. Uh, no, dude, they're doing a fucking uh, juice news. <laughs> you're not helping my train of thought. Actually, uh, like your train of thought is just like destroying my train of thought. It's like it's like Thomas the Train bumping heads with, <laughs> with the fucking uh, Back to the Future train. Where were you at? You were at Boys in the Hood in New Jack City, right? No, there's the there's the uh, what do they call the movie? Like uh. It's based on a real story. It's based on a true story. Oh, an, um, a biography, a yeah. bio flick. Yeah. Uh, who do they got playing like Ice Cube and shit in the fucking? Uh, they got an Ice. Oh, an NWA bio flick. Yeah. Ooh, I hadn't read about that. Yeah, it's been. They've been talking about it for quite a while. I don't know if it's going to come out like in the theaters or if it's going to come out on like a TV. Like I don't know if it's going to be like a VH1 music movie or something. And we have someone playing Ice Cube now. Oh yeah, yeah. They've uh. got they, dude. I think they've already filmed everything. Okay, okay. But yeah, so. I'd watch that. Fucking hey! <laughs> I can't wait to see that shit, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to see yeah. it too. NWA movie. But yeah, anyway, I've got a little bit of Ghostbuster news. Um, it seems the Russo brothers are developing a male Ghostbusters movie. It's we're hearing this pretty quickly on the heels of the female Ghostbusters movie stuff, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman is teaming up with Dan Aykroyd to form a company called Ghost Corp. Ghost Core a new production company that will work with Tatum and the Russo brothers who plan to further develop the uh, Ghostbusters franchise. Um, Sony has also hired Iron Man 3 writer Drew Pierce to pen the script for this male Ghostbusters movie, which will be a comedy similar to the original films, but will somehow most likely be attached to the female version, which is still going to be released first, even with all this news. Hmm. So um, Ivan Reitman told Deadline, 
We want to expand the Ghostbusters universe in ways that will include different films, TV shows, merchandise, all things that are part of modern filmed entertainment. This is a branded entertainment, a scary supernatural premise mixed with comedy. Paul Feige's film, or Paul Fee, Paul Feige. Paul Feige. I'm mixing his name with uh, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. <laughs> his film will be the first version, um, shooting in June to come out in July. He's got four of the funniest women in the world, and there will be other surprises to come. Um, he follows up by saying, "The second film has a wonderful idea that builds on that." Drew will start writing, and the hope is to be ready for the Russo brothers next window, next summer to shoot, with the movie coming out the following year. It's just the beginning of what I hope will be a lot of wonderful movies. My primary focus will be to build the Ghostbusters into the universe it always promised it might become. We finally got together and found a way. Um, it also reports that the Russo brothers aren't officially attached yet um, due to their many responsibilities with Marvel, including, you know, Captain America, possibly um, the Infinity War movies. Who knows if they'll actually even be able to take on this project. Right. So it's, it's all just kind of up in the air. Um, it seems like a lot of the Ghostbusters news tends to do that. We always hear a lot of new stuff and a lot of stuff fizzles out. Not to say that the female Ghostbusters is pretty concrete and that's definitely happening so this movie has not been greenlit not a hundred percent but ivan reitman has been just saying all kinds of stuff about it right so it, um it, apparently there's also talk of a ghostbusters tv series so it seems there's lots of behind the scenes stuff going on here um you know i think we're gonna find out a lot more once this female thing gets gets rolling but what do you think are you would you be excited about this that's kind of where i'm coming from here let's okay. uh, let's uh rate our feelings about this news yeah let's not try to like figure out is it really happening or not happening and like you know exactly let's pretend that in two weeks we're going to see a trailer for a ivan reitman dan Aykroyd produced channing tatum ghostbusters movie directed by the russo brothers directed by the russo brothers i gotta imagine jonah hill is going to be in this movie well there was (laughs) there was the rumor that um that's what they should do. They should do that. That would be brilliant, actually. Yeah. If the, if this was a crossover of uh, twenty, if this was twenty three Jump Street, if people could officially just call this, if you could call it Ghostbusters, it'd be yeah. a Ghostbusters movie. But just take the two characters from Twenty Three Jump Street, and it's their next job. Yeah, absolutely. That'd I be, think that'd be great. Yeah, that would be funny. And Ice Cube joins them. <laughs> so you know, yeah, he's part of the team. I think that would be that would be brilliant. So if that's what you're getting, you're, you're Tupperware in that. Yeah, it's not going to happen that no. way. So, but that would be awesome. Um, I Channing Tatum, I love it. Yeah. He's funny. I don't yeah. give a fuck what people think. If people are just thinking that he's the guy, he's the guy from Magic Mike and he's the guy that does the dance movies and shit. No, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. You need to watch 21 and 22 Jump Street and even just his small clip in This Is The End. He's hilarious. Yeah. I think it's also important that they actually do land the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. I think just like you're saying about Tatum and how versatile he is, I think the Russo brothers are also the total package. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen what they can do with the Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And their their sitcom stuff is good, too. I'm, I'm a huge community fan, and yeah. their, their community work was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people kind of shat on it because they kind of were the ones that had to take over after Harmon kind of got the boot for a little while. Right. But I thought their stuff was just as good i mean i don't think the series there'd be a series for Harmon to even come back to if it wasn't for the russo brothers yeah so i i i think they kind of have it all too so hopefully they are the ones involved i'll be 
They I, they elevated community right into Yahoo streaming service. So yeah, gotta give it, gotta give it up to <laughs> give it up. Raise the roof for Yahoo Stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo streaming is going to make Netflix its bitch, right? It's oh yeah, oh yeah. There's going to be what? What's Netflix? What's Hulu Plus? Yeah. What's Hulu Plus? Yeah, Yahoo streaming. Yahoo service. streaming rules the world. YSS, yay, yay. Yeah, Amazon Prime, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right. So yeah, that's I I'm with you. I'm going to um I'm going to taste this. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they would calm down on this stuff until it's like official. Like let the ladies have their time here. Yeah. I'm I'm you know what? I'm burnt out on Ghostbusters. I'm burnt out on Ghostbusters too. Unless yeah. if you have the Russo brothers and they're signed on and you're slated to start filming a year after the fucking female Ghostbusters right. movie, then fucking report that news but if it's all uh-huh. just a bunch of maybes and ivan reitman hoping that he can turn this thing into a fill in his pocket franchise then ah, i don't need to hear that shit anymore i'm just kind of like bill murray at this point where i'm just like i don't care anymore yeah because like and i think i thank god bill murray didn't agree to do a third movie i'm with you i'm with you i'm I, glad he didn't uh he's got it right i mean in my opinion yeah he's they're, they're a little too old to be ghostbusters they are they are. Anytime you want something to come back 20, 30 years later, it never works out. I mean, Dan Aykroyd should have learned from Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, definitely. And if you look at Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, <laughs> mm-hmm. overall, that movie was not good. No. So, you know, I don't want to see Bill Murray come back and do fucking Ghostbusters 3. He is not... There, and we saw it in uh, If You Need More Proof from a Comedy, uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, great example. Great example. They're too old to be playing these characters. You need fresh blood in there. So I, that's why that's why I'm happy that they are looking at Channing Tatum. Yeah. Because you need some younger guys in there. Seeing Dan Aykroyd in the Ghostbuster suit, just the idea of it makes me groan. Right. Um, as much as I loved that SNL 40th anniversary special that aired recently, uh-huh. Dan Aykroyd, like seeing him reprise like the fish and everything, he just, I don't know. Like it, the comedic timing just isn't what it used to be for Dan Aykroyd. Right. I mean, Bill Murray killed it with his moment, and Dan Aykroyd just kind of did the same exact sketch a second time, but 30 years later. Yeah. That seems to be the Dan Aykroyd thing. Right. What Bill Murray's doing is independent films and Mm. doing very well. I mean, St. Vincent was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Just keep doing these Wes Anderson, St. Vincent type films. Yeah. And, and, uh, you don't have to revisit fucking Ghostbusters. (laughs) You ever seen, um, Operation Tumbo Drop? No, I've never seen it. It's actually, for as stupid of a premise it is, Bill Murray makes it extremely watchable. Yeah. So. I just watched, like, parts of Space Jam before getting ready for work. Oh, I love Space Jam. Yeah, when he finally got to play in the game at the end. Oh, I love funny, that part, so. too. Yeah. Um, are you excited about the possibility of another Space Jam movie? Are they talking about LeBron James? Yeah. I've he- heard about that. No, not with LeBron. Yeah. I, and I won't watch it There's either. only one Michael Jordan. Like, he, he truly was, like big enough to headline a movie like that yeah like i feel like anyone else and they're shoving it down our throats lebron is trying to try the and the nba is trying to make him the next michael jordan so much like that's that's i think like his whole return to cleveland was mm-hmm. like michael jo- michael jordan when he retired and came back you know oh. they're like oh, trying yeah. to do it like lebron james returns to cleveland and it's like yeah, because everybody from Cleveland hated you when you left the yeah. first time, and you turned it into this huge media spectacle.
spectacle. You, oh, I'm sorry. If you're a LeBron James fan, whatever. It's just, I think it's the most fabricated, uh, he, uh, it's the most fabricated, like, fairy tale story ever. Uh, yeah. So, I see where you're coming from. I love Space Jam, though. Every time I see it in, um, the $5 Blu-ray bin, yeah. I have it in my hands and I think about it. Well, Jordan it was just such an amazing, ba- I'm talking about basketball now. Jordan was like, Jordan didn't make his, you know, varsity team. And you're talking about LeBron James, whose varsity games were fucking put on uh, national ESPN TV. You know what I mean? Like, his, oh, yeah. His fucking varsity games, ESPN was showing him play like his senior year on TV, on ESPN. It was insane. Oh, and even beyond athletics, I think um, Michael Jordan is so charismatic and yeah. such a personality and yeah. such an engaging personality. Like, I just don't think LeBron has it like that. Right. You know, I, I just don't think, like, seeing him interact with Bugs Bunny. No, if you're going to have somebody in a Space Jam movie, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Because those fucking Blake Griffin commercials where he was doing, like, GameStop commercials, mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. I could see that. So Blake Griffin, but he's not LeBron. They're not going to do it. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I think that's going to turn a lot of people off if they go through with that LeBron Space Jam, too. Uh, no, I think, I think there's enough people out there that love LeBron jerseys, uh, Le- LeBron James. I'm sure that LeBron still sells a shit ton of jerseys. So. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah. move on. Oh, well. Maybe LeBron can be in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah? No. It might as well. No. That movie, I think if that male Ghostbusters happens, that's going to be a train wreck of a movie. That'll be the Blues Brothers Blues Brothers 2000 of the Ghostbusters franchise. You think so? With Channing Tatum? What? If they get Tatum, if they get the, – there's all these ifs. Like, if they get all those people, it'll, it'll be good. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, the more involvement you let Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd have, I think the worse – I think I think either the male or the female could be an absolute train wreck. I like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's it's the Ghostbusters. You can fuck this thing up. I'm more excited for this direction than I am bringing the old people back. Yeah. I don't want them to come back. But I think it's just too much building this whole universe. I just hope we get a couple good movies. We'll see. Dan Aykroyd's such a screen time ham, though. If he's involved in the production of this movie, he will be in it in a Ghostbusters outfit. Oh, yeah. He'll be uh, eventually or he'll he'll cameo something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see, and that's the thing. Like, I can see, like, why him and Ernie Hudson mm-hmm. are petitioning to do these fucking films. It's because they got nothing else going on. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Bill Murray isn't, because he does have a career outside of the Ghostbusters. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need to suit up at, like, 60, 70 years old in a Ghostbusters uniform. No. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. All right. Um, and real quick, before we get into our uh, DC Marvel Star Wars trifecta, I want to bring up that... Uh, Tim Burton is directing a live-action Dumbo movie for Disney. It's, it's going to be shit. It seems that that's what we need is a live-action Dumbo. Anytime he does any type of, like, un- when it's not his original idea, like his original property, yeah. it turns out to be shit, in my opinion. I agree. Everything, like, post-Batman, basically. Sure, post-Batman. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. Um, a, a part of me has a, a small appreciation for Mars attacks, but, but you're correct. For the most part, it's all just garbage. It's shitty Willy Wonka. It's shitty Sleepy Hollow. Can I be honest? I've never seen Mars attacks all the way through. Oh yeah. I've I, never seen the entire movie. I kind of, I kind of like Mars attacks. It's so over the top huh. cheeky. I've never seen the entire film. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholson's so hammy in it. You'll never okay. see a hammier Nicholson than in Mars attacks. Huh. Um, I think it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. So I, I, I like Mars Attacks. It's it's a strong taste it for me. I so. think this movie is going to be dumb. Yeah, Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo. It's going to be dumb. I, I just 
Tim Burton's. Yes, yeah, tell me about this fucking thing. Oh, I guess I forgot he did the Alice in Wonderland thing, so he has ties to Disney with that. That was mm-hmm. a pile of garbage too. I thought the Alice in Wonderland. I didn't like it. Tim I don't Burton. know why. Like there were people that liked it though. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't care. It seems like this is the big Disney thing right now. I think Michael Cornish emailed us last week about live action Aladdin, Jungle Book, um, live action Cinderella just came out this week. Um, they just announced Emma Watson from Harry Potter is in the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh um, wow. The Jungle Book thing. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the Disney thing right now is to turn all of its popular animated movies into live action movies. Did you mention Cinderella? Yeah, I said yeah. it just came out this yeah. week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that, that's crazy. I, they're really drawn from the well, it seems like right now. Yeah. So, and Cinderella was a big hit. Like, it pulled in some big numbers. I don't even think I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is there singing in it and shit? I don't know. I actually was wondering if, like, they're singing mice, but they don't show any of that in the trailer. Huh. So, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get any bibbidi-bobbidi-boo or not. Uh, I hope not. I hate that singing stuff. <laughs> I like it in the old Disney cartoons. I don't. I never did like it when I was a kid. Once they start singing, I check out. Yeah. I don't, not even any of the really like good songs? Uh, I don't sing along. I never sang along. Oh, I, was man. I didn't like that shit. I don't like people singing. The only time I liked singing when it was when it was a funny song. Because like, yeah. when it was funny, because I loved Little Shop of Horrors. Like, oh, like, yeah, me too. With Steve Martin singing, you know, I Am Your Dentist. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was fucking rolling. Yeah. You know, I love that shit because it was funny, but when it was just like bippity boppity boo or like Mary Poppins singing something. Oh, yeah. See, or, I, I know, love Mary Poppins. Portobello Road. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Just I show me like in bed knobs and broomsticks. I just want to see, you know, talking animated, you know, uh, characters. I love bed knobs and broomsticks, too. But the singing shit. I don't want to see Angela Lansbury on a bed singing. I want to <laughs> see like the, the cartoon lion and shit. You I, know? I hear you. So, yeah. I don't know. That's well, just me. That's all I have for, like, the regular news. So. I tossed the Burton Dumbo. Yeah, you know what? I'll go ahead and um, I'll toss it, too. And back to Ghostbusters, I taste that, too. Yeah, you taste the Ghostbusters? Yeah, it depends on who they cast. Mm-hmm. If they fucking cast, like, Owen Wilson mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn and shit like that, I'm going to toss it. Yeah, you yeah. know, if they, if, they, if they cast, like, the guys from Grown Ups and shit. If, <laughs> if fucking Paul Blart is a Ghostbusters, I, I will blow my fucking brains out uh, live on that podcast. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'll play Russian Roulette with you if that's the case. Every time I go to the movie theater and they play that Paul Blart trailer mm-hmm. and I hear somebody laugh in the oh, fucking you theater, kill him? I want to go up and strangle them <laughs> that nothing pisses it's the lowest it's like the lowest hanging fruit comedy ever yeah you're the problem motherfucker stop laughing at this you are, yeah you're, <laughs> exactly it's, you, you're a product of like uh bad genetics and it, it, oh my gosh it's just like uh your parents should have wore your dad should have wore a condom <laughs> it's horrible have you watched the paul blart movie oh we're gonna yes i have <laughs> you poor soul i have seen it and it was absolute shit and the second one it's all this oh well, somebody's gonna get kicked in the nuts here paul blart's going down he got kicked in the nuts this yeah. is like it's it's like tailored for frank yeah. this movie is tailored for guys like frank i would hate to watch that trailer sitting next to frank yeah yeah. <laughs> somebody will fart frank will laugh i don't know but yeah um other than that i was going to move on to um the trifecta of star wars dc marvel unless you had some non-star wars dc marvel stuff you wanted to chat about for a second no all right yeah let's do it let's uh as promised last week we're going to go straight into star wars first this time all right so yeah what's a piece of saying you're supposed to be here. 
here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true! That's impossible! All right. Yeah. yeah. I was spacing out there. <laughs> yeah, you were. I, I was grooving to I that. I was like, when's he going to say I was something? grooving to that Star Wars bumper, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some Star Wars news this week. Um, You know, we were going to open with that trailer description, but I think it kind of got eclipsed by some of the um official announcements that happened this week. Right. Um, we have a name for the uh, Gareth Edwards Star Wars spinoff title. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to start. Um, Rogue One is the title. So, yeah, th- thoughts on the title of the new Star Wars movie? I really don't have any. Yeah, it's really pretty pretty vanilla title, right? Star Wars Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Did you see some of the concept art? Yeah, a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't really know much much what to think about this at all. So I'm going to freeze it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to freeze it too. Yeah. Um we got some dates. I think that's another big important thing that happened this week. Um right. it was announced that episode 8 will come out in uh, 2017, and unlike Episode Seven, actually have a May release, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the rest of the Star Wars movies. And then Rogue One will pick up the uh, Episode Seven Christmas slot later that year in 2017. So we're going to get two Star Wars movies right there, back-to-back. Right. Um, there's been a little Three bit... Three Star Wars movies in 18 months. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. The two in five months is wild, too. Right. Um, and I've read a little bit of hub blue about um, possibly Guardians of the Galaxy 2 having to uh, maybe move its release date now because it's right there, like three weeks removed from Episode 8. Hmm. And uh, will Marvel want to like not have those two things close together? Because presumably that's kind of what they did with um, Avengers 2 and Episode 7. Well, Fantastic Four 2 has already moved. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they're going to release Especially since Guardians is so compared to like the Star Wars of Marvel movies and everything, to have a Star Wars movie and Guardians 2 within three weeks of each other, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. If Marvel hasn't backed away from that release date yet, so it'll be interesting to see if they do. You think they will? They should. I think they should too. They should if they're smart. I could see it if it was like, let's say hypothetically Guardians is a Fox movie. I can see Fox being like, all right, let's go. But why bite the hand that feeds you when it's basically That's the whole point. I mean, let 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 Star Wars sit in the theater and rake in money as long as you can without distracting people with Guardians. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Um Oh shoot. I I, I lost my place here. Oh, I wanted to read some stuff about um Rogue One that I found out. Okay. Um just some quick basically trivia about the movie. Okay. Um, it's the title for the first film in a unique series of big screen adventures that explores the characters and events beyond the core Star Wars saga. saga. Basically, it's a spinoff. Um, it'll be directed by Gareth Edwards, written by Oscar nominee Chris Welts. Um, he wrote The Cinderella, um, About a Boy, Ants. Um, we have an actress cast. Um, her name is Felicity Jones. Um, she's had an Academy Award nomination for her performance in The Theory of Everything. Yes. Um, she was the love interest of Stephen Hawking in that movie. Right. I um, still haven't seen Theory of Everything yet. I have not either. So, Well, right. I mean, you know, uh, Eddie Re- – what's his name? Eddie Redmayne? Mm-hmm. The main actor? Yeah. I mean, he won Best Actor. He won Best Actor. So it's, it'll be – He's got to be good um, to to beat out Michael Keaton and Birdman, so – yeah, definitely, because Birdman pretty much won everything. But else. Eddie Redmayne, on the flip side, yeah, 
was in Jupiter Ascending as one of the villains. <laughs> and it was horrible. It was probably like the 180 performance. It is so fucking bad. His performance in Jupiter Ascending is wow. so awful. You'll have that. I always point to Kevin Spacey in the Singer Superman movie. As much as we all love Kevin Spacey, I feel like that's just like, what the hell? Yeah. You're supposed to... We were excited you were going to be Lex Luthor. What yeah. happened here? Right. <laughs> but anyway... um. <clears throat> The idea for the story of Rogue One came from John Knoll. Um, the name may sound familiar to you because he is an Academy Award-winning visual effects supervisor, chief creative officer at ILM, um, you know, as Industrial Light and Magic. He will executive produce, along with Simon Emanuel, who executive produced um, The Dark Knight Rises, Fast and the Furious 6, and Jason McGatlin, who did Tintin and War of the Worlds. Hmm. Um, and, of course, Kathleen Kennedy, as always, will be involved. Right. They're on board to produce. Um, the film's going to begin shooting this summer in London, due for release on December 16th, 2016. So, yeah, it's a kind of a, you know, nothing big there. It's interesting that the whole idea from the movie came from the visual specialist. Mm-hmm. Right. So right there, one thing I get is there might not be a, ton of substance in this movie not that that's a bad thing but that it's just going to be a real visual spectacle of a star wars movie yeah yeah and one of the executive producers was from tintin yeah that was very visual Mm -hmm. so um i don't know i I need to know more yeah i need to know more too right it'll be interesting to find out when this takes place Mm-hmm. We really don't know anything like that. Yeah. I think that'll have a lot to do with how excited I am about this. Right. I'm kind of feeling like this might take place in the original classic universe. I, I get that feeling. That do you that's, think that this is the the actual name for that movie that they had coded as, what was it, Red 5? I do. You, Rogue One I is, do. Is, is, is Red 5. That, I, I yeah, do. I, I, I think, think it, they're one and the same. That's why I asked because I think it is too. That's a very good point. Yeah. A um, little bit more episode 8. Um, just trivia. It's been confirmed. I, we all knew this, but it confirmed that Ryan Johnson will write. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Johnson yeah. will write and direct Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, the film continues the saga after the Force Awakens. Um, Forty years and a day after the release of Star Wars: A New Hope in 1977. Um, he, you know, he did Looper, um, Brick brothers bloom that brian always talks about you yeah. know oh i love I, I haven't seen a movie of his that i didn't like yeah he was also behind the camera for three episodes of the uh, critically acclaimed tv show breaking bad um including osmandius which the creator vince gilligan named as the best episode of breaking bad wow so you know this this guy wow having him helm a star wars movie oh it's gonna be amazing i I, I think star wars episode eight i'm looking more forward to that than episode seven to be honest with you yeah yeah i i i can't argue that i think for me it's still seen new for the first time sure but i feel like the turnaround is just going to be immediate right like once i get that new i'm just gonna be like oh my god and Mm -hmm. next it's the fucking you know next it's ryan johnson's star wars movie yeah and he has not been confirmed for episode nine yeah, I know that's weird. I think, I think they will. I think they will. I think we'll get them for nine. 
I think it's just I think it's going to be like because I know how Disney works. I think like a month before they're gonna they're gonna know what they have with Episode Eight, and it's it's going to be like the Russo brothers all over again. Because mm. like right before Captain America: The Winter Soldier was released, like a month before, they're like, oh, they're coming back and they're doing another Captain America. They're doing Captain America three. Uh, I yeah, you're right. I remember that. And I think Disney's going to be like that with with Brian Johnson. Yeah, and that's kind of the way they announced the Episode Eight one too. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. Like in the timeline of when we learned about who was going to be helming eight, and right. the, according to when episode seven was being, filmed. I love who they're. I love who they're getting as directors for their flagship series. Yes, I love Ryan Johnson, and I I love the fact that they're getting JJ to helm the first movie yes. to get the tone of the movies going. I'm not happy with their selections of these yeah. solo movies. Yeah, we have Gareth Edwards Gareth and Edwards. Josh Trank. Right, we have Josh Trank who you know did uh, Chronicle and hasn't done anything since. And who – this is the luckiest director in fucking Hollywood. <laughs> did Chronicle, one movie, which I thought was a great found footage film. But with that, he's been giving – here Here are the reins to Fantastic Four and here are the reins to Star Wars. There you go. Thank you for Chronicle. Here's two huge movies. Yeah. You know, and then and then, and then, and, and then on the – and then Gareth Edwards – who I I fucking hated Godzilla. A lot of people loved <laughs> yeah. it, but um, and Chronicle was good. But was it that good? That no, 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 no. He does not deserve yeah. Fantastic Four and Star Wars. Yeah, let's have a sophomore movie that's not right. some giant franchise, right? And right. Kind of cut your teeth. I think um, it makes me think of uh, oh, I'm brain farting. What's the guy that did Chappie? Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, it makes me think of him. Like. Let's pretend right after District 9, sure. we gave him fucking the keys to a major Marvel character in a Star Wars movie. Right. And then they're both, both shitty movies, you know, as we saw from his second and third movie, mm-hmm. which weren't big franchise movies. Right. We're not giving this these other people, or Trank, a chance to cut his teeth, you know? Yeah. And I think people like Blomkamp have shown that we, we need to see a second and a third film from these filmmakers before we let them, like have our childhood dreams and have a chance at shattering those. Right. Are they worried about that though? Are they worried about that though? Because it's like, they've got their flagship directors Mm -hmm. and I think we're going to get good, good stuff. If not great stuff from them. Are they worried about these solo films or are they just like, you know, Oh, these are solo films. It's star Wars. That's all we really need here. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, you know, uh, it's all Disney and maybe they're going to have just as strong of a hand with star Wars. As we've heard, they've kind of had with Marvel. Well, you've got Kathleen Kennedy, who's basically their Feige. She's you know exactly. What I mean? Maybe we're gonna rub some people the wrong way. You know, maybe not we, by people. I mean the people working on the movies. You know, we maybe Trank won't be happy with what they tell him they have to do. Maybe you know, maybe oh Edwards. no, no. I I can promise you, any director that's oh, working yeah. that's that's working that, that wants to uh, create their vision mm-hmm. and then are being told that they can't do things, mm-hmm. you know, the way that they want to. Yeah. They're going to be upset. Exactly. So I think we're going to see a lot of that happening possibly with these star Wars. Are they going to get Edgar? Yeah, exactly. Edgar, Edgar wronged, Ed- Edgar wronged. I-, I think we could see a little bit of that. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. And maybe, I mean, if fantastic four is a giant bomb, I don't, you know, I don't know if Trank's going to come back and do the second film. I think like the yeah. first tone of this film mm-hmm. Is going to be like really like they're going to try to do it super science realistic, 
in this first movie, and that's why they're getting Trank in there to do it to set that tone. I think you're right. But if they want to set it up for like a crossover in the X Men universe, I think they need to get a different director in there to kind of like merge those two franchises. And I think they, from what we've heard, they want to roll out a Fantastic Four two ASAP after Fantastic Four one. 2017 is when they had the date set. And yeah. knowing that he's attached to the second Star Wars spinoff movie, it just mathematically doesn't add up. I don't think Trank can be involved in Fantastic Four two, at least on a directing level. I mean, is he under contract though? I mean, when they signed him to do the first movie, did they get him under contract to do the second? I don't think so. Hmm. From what I know, no. Huh. As far as director, so, so this could be like another like uh, Planet of the Apes type of thing where exactly we lose the director, but. I'm fine with that if they lose Josh Trank. I mean, I maybe I'm saying that prematurely. Maybe this guy is going to give us the best Fantastic Four movie that I've ever seen. Maybe this is going to be the best Star Wars movie. It'll just fucking blow my mind. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll be eating crow. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like a J.J. Abrams star. I guess that's two movies, but the right. same thing. We're, we're passing the buck to someone right. else. You know, and usually I'm excited about like these up and coming directors taking the reins on things like this. Like I was really excited when I found out like, you know, Colin Trevorrow, the safety, not guaranteed director is going to be doing Jurassic park. Well, Ryan Johnson, right. How excited you are about it. Well, Yeah. But Ryan Johnson, like you said, he's been able to cut his teeth a little bit. I mean, we got the brothers bloom and then we got looper, which like, most people loved it. I oh, mean, yeah. There is some fault in the time travel, but it's one of the better time travel movies that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's very good. So, yeah, exactly. Like, we're taking, like, you know, Josh Trank just lost his movie Virginity. <laughs> and Chronicle, how many years ago was that fucking movie? And it's such a tropey movie. Not that I it was like, like 2012? it. Yeah, but it's just okay. It's a found footage superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if he didn't do it, someone would have. Sure. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't give it much stock. It's not a Tupperware to me. Okay. Chronicles. Is it a Tupperware to you? It was at first, but looking back on it for like rewatchability, yeah. no, it's a taste. It's it. a taste. It. It's a good, it's a quality movie, yeah. but it's like a six on the one to 10. Well, it, when it first came out, it was a Tupperware for mm-hmm. me because it was like, oh wow, this is a great way to handle a found footage film. But now, like even looking back on a lot of these found footage films, they're not as good as they are that first time around. They don't have the rewatchability. Like I don't sit around and like, I own it, but I don't watch it every day. I don't watch Cloverfield. Like, oh, I got to watch Cloverfield. <laughs> you got to show it to all your friends. Hey, come over. You got to watch Cloverfield. Yeah, exactly. It's not that type of movie. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm looking forward to these solo movies. I'm just – I'm not I, – I just don't have 100% faith in these directors. So, yeah. Okay. Um, moving on on Star Wars news. Yeah. Um there's been a lot of announcements about books and comics that we'll be getting leading up to The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be over 20 different projects between um, novels, comics, and all of it that are going to like fill in the blanks between um, Episode 4 and The Force Awakens. Right. Um, I guess we'll start off with, because it's kind of in our wheelhouse, wheelhouse the Marvel stuff. Um, there's going to be a comic. It was announced called um, The Force Awakens Shattered Dreams. I believe so. And um, it will be leading up, like, the exact, like, timeline of what happened after Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. to all our main characters. Um, I don't think it's going to connect the dot right to Episode 7 because there's going to be another book that's going to do that through C-3PO's eyes. And we don't have a title for that yet. And I think the reason that is is because we have to leave some of the Luke stuff a mystery. We can't have this comic book 
connecting the dot exactly to episode seven, I think. Right. So that's kind of why we're cutting to C-3PO. So we just don't know what's going on with Luke for a period of time yet. Okay. So Shattered Dreams is like the events like right after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Like immediate. Like the second after it cuts to black, we're picking up in Shattered Dreams. I believe the comic's even going to open with them still at the indoor party and everything right so but then the uh, c-3po one will actually be a chronicling of all the time between the end of um episode six and episode seven so we don't have any um writers and artists attached to any of this stuff yet um i'll be i i think i'm a sucker for any marvel star wars book at this point um i'll at least try one issue um, if I read something I don't care for, I, I can drop it. Right. But I think I'm a sucker for at least every number one issue of any brand new Marvel Star Wars book. Sure. And if it's going to be canon, it's hard to not want to know mm-hmm. what happened to Luke, Han, and Leia and all the biggies after uh, episode six. I think this is going to be a huge book. Right. So I think even in the uh, press release, they, they're they already referring it to uh, like a mega event, basically. Of course. So they're hyping the shit out of Every it. Every book that they come out with is a mega <laughs> event, Jay. It's a mega event. And it'll change the way that everyone will view Star Wars. So, And it, it seems like we're going to get a lot of um, a lot of novels, a lot of youth adult novels were announced this week. Um, I was going to read all these descriptions of all these different novels, but I was kind of kind of skimming through them a second time Mm -hmm. and it's it's just all stuff that takes place in between episodes four and six it seems like for the youth adult line nothing really daring is going to happen i don't think anything is really big going to be revealed about these characters that we didn't already know so i don't know i'm starting to think it's like weird that we killed all the expanded universe only to do kind of a more softer expanded universe it seems like and call it canon and call it canon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird decision. So I guess they had to do it, though. I yeah. I mean, Marvel's not going to, or Marvel Disney, they're not going to be like, well, all right, everything that yeah, we have to work around all this expanded universe stuff and call that canon. No, they're they're going to want to pimp their own shit. Yeah, and I guess it would be too confusing to cut this but not cut that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it would have been nice though if they just would have said, okay, all expanded universe that took place post the Return of the Jedi is thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. But all the stuff that we already did that took place between episodes four and six, I, I it'd be nice if they kept some of that. I don't see why we had to throw away Shadows of the Empire. I don't see why we had to throw away, um, oh, what, like, um, what's the one? Splinter of a Mind's Eye. Mm-hmm. And all, all the four through six stuff just to do more softer, like, kitty stories in between the plays. You don't, because, and, and, yeah. and people that read those stories don't, but the people at Disney don't give a fuck about those stories. Yeah, they just want to make more money. I understand, right. I understand right. the thoughts behind it. Yeah, because, like, there, nobody, nobody, sitting in like a disney boardroom is even saying what you're saying right now yeah but both these things can exist like they can they can make double the money they can publish all these same books that don't change anything that happened in those books and republish those books too i feel like does does disney own like the dark horse stuff or is dark horse still well not dark horse but they're still working with del rey sure i mean del rey is still the official publisher of star wars and all the all of that is what is getting the axe so 
I just don't see like you know. Yeah. I don't see like Disney be- making a push to, like, hey, read our old stuff. No, <laughs> people want to see the new stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm. I'll be excited for when I start reading more books that are geared towards adults, though. Oh sure. All this youth. Hopefully, the adult books will actually be something like actually showing us something that just right. isn't like. Oh, Leia went to the beauty parlor, you know, in between episode four and five or That's whatever. That's the book I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Leia at the beauty parlor. Sounds good. Yeah. Vidal Sassoon giving her a new makeover. <laughs> nice. Some That's new, the, yeah. Some new buns. Right. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and move on from that. All right. I have one last bit of Star Wars news, but it's kind of a biggie, possibly. Um, I have what could be a possible description of what the new Star Wars Force Awakens trailer might contain. Um, this came from um, several sources, including Latino Reviews, El Miabe, and Star Wars 7 News. Um, they've all received emails hearing the same description. Um, well, let me see here. Um, some of the voiceover dialogue seems a little bit odd in this, but it could make more sense when we actually see the images like, if this is true. So just, I guess all I'm saying, as confusing as it sounds, is take this with a grain of salt. This very well could be the leaked description of the new trailer, or it could just be a bunch of bullshit. Right. So, you know, we can play that fun God game. Is my mic out? Oh, yeah, you were bouncing out. Okay. Are you Are you there? Shit. Hello? Am yeah, you're back? you're back. You're back. Right. So, as always, when we read this kind of stuff, you know, we kind of play the game bullshit or not. So we'll kind of address that, what we think about that, too, when I finish reading so, this. So, okay, am I still in? Yeah. Okay, so this is all from Latino Review El Miambe? Uh, yes, and... Ma- it, is it makingstarwars.net? Yes, it's from various sources that have all received the same kind of description. Okay. So it's been making the rounds. A lot of people think that this is... A lot of people are giving this a lot of credence and think it's legit. Okay. So just, I guess just keep that in mind, that it could still be bullshit, though. Right. So here we go. I'm going to read this... Um, this is going to be a lot of me reading, so I apologize up front if I if I stumble over anything, but I'll do the best I can for you here. Um, like the first teaser, it opens with a shot of the desert planet, although it's not dunes. It's a destroyed AT-AT on its side. Voiceover sounds like Lupita Nyong's. I shall show you. Better, you better go first off. Yeah. Call it an ad-at. An ad-at. Like, people are going to, you know, piss on you about that. Oh, okay. I've always called it ATAT. I've know. always called them at ats All right. Yeah, it, tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, tomato, okay. tomato. Yeah. So it's a destroyed ad at. I mean, now, now that we've stopped, I mean, th- that's definitely falls in lines with stuff we talked about in previous episodes oh, that we're going to see yeah. that kind of thing. Right. So at this point, they might as well show it in the trailer. I think we're all pretty keen to that anyway. Yeah, but like this also could just be like, you know, fan fiction yes. because it goes along with everything we've heard. We're it, not hearing anything new yet. So. Exactly. Right. So the voiceover says, I shall show you a story, forest location with a very large structure, like a castle or something, with an opening in the base of a large tree. I believe this is the Puzzlewood location. The voiceover continues, of who you seek, a large city in a tropical location, Looks like it's on the water. Voiceover says, The one who taught me. Cloaked figure, maybe Luke, standing at the top of the stone steps on a high green hill with mountain stones behind him. This is definitely Skellig Michael. Okay. Skellig Michael Island. Yes. Is uh, one of the uh, places where they filmed a lot of the, the movie. Okay, and then the voice... And we do know that, we do know that Mark Hamill was, was there. filming in Skellig. 
yes. Michael, as well as Daisy Ridley, mm-hmm. but not John Boyega, interestingly enough. Mm, yeah. I think, I think. Those I, are from all the drone reports, right? The, the drone shots that we got? Because uh, we actually saw Hamill on set there from one I of those think drone you're shots. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, the voiceover continues. I know why the weapon came to you. John Boyega, Finn, Daisy Ridley, Ray, and a small blue alien with a CG face in a dark underground cave. Finn, Finn takes a lightsaber, turns it on, revealing a green blade. Ray is in the background and looks disturbed. Things pick up from here. Lots of quick shots. Han Solo wearing a brown duster and looking past the camera. A black TIE fighter attacking the forest location we saw earlier. Kylo Ren in a POV shot approaching someone on the ground. His mask is dark with silver accents. The crossguard saber is ignited. People running in the city seen earlier in the trailer. R2-D2 making a forlorn beep. That's, that's the classic. <laughs> C-3PO and Princess Leia in what looks like a base command center. A new voiceover. Sounds like Andy Circus from the first trailer. Don't get too sentimental, it says. As that voiceover is playing, we see Han looking at Leia and then walking away from her towards the Falcon with Chewie. The snowy forest from the first trailer is seen again. Slow shot of Finn holding the saber. Looks like he's protecting Ray from someone as we hear Han say, You can do this, kid. I believe in you. Final shot of the trailer is a close-up of a hooded head looking up to reveal Luke. Hmm. So, I mean, if this is true, that sounds like a fucking exciting trailer. You know? Mm-hmm. I'd be excited to see that trailer. Oh, sure. That sounds like a very exciting trailer. So, But I, I see okay. what you're saying, though. It's like they take all the things we know for for sure and kind of make a trailer out of it. Right. So it's hard saying if this is true or not. And then I, I want to know. I want to know. Do you think it's? Do you think it's? Do you think it's real? Or do you think it's bullshit? I think there's a forty percent chance it's real. I'm I'm just looking for like concrete. Do you think it's real or bullshit? Yes or no? I guess if sixty percent thinks bullshit, I have to I have to side with bullshit. Okay, I'm going bullshit. This is too much. They're showing you too much. Yeah, they're showing you too much in that. Yeah, in I my can, opinion, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, that is that is a lot. It's a lot, and you know I don't know. I'm just hoping that the trailers bookend each other. That it's like the first one was with the the new characters, and this next one is with the some of the old. And I don't want us to see. I don't want us to see any of uh, Mark Hamill. Just like him in a hood. That's it. Yeah. That's it. At, at the very end, him in a hood. Or well, well, that's what they're giving us here. Yeah. Is just him in the hood at the end. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. just saying the rest of it's bullshit. I'm just – I'm not talking about that one part. I'm just saying like that's all I want to see from the trailer is just like a lot of Han, a lot of Chewie, R2-D2, C-3PO, some Leia. Yeah. Uh, that – and then I don't want to see like a – you know – Luke, I just I want to see the HUD. Yeah, and maybe hear his lightsaber. I don't even want to see his face. I, I want to hear his voice. I'd be excited for that. Not, I don't want it. <laughs> I want I want a lot of mystery behind that character. Yeah, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I it's the more mystery, the better. I mean, I I'm a big advocate of not spoiling the shit out of movies and trailers. That's the one sure. character that we saw the most of in the original trilogy, I want him to be very mysterious for this film. Yeah. Yeah, that's that would be very cool. Yeah, because like I don't want us to catch up with him too quickly. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, warm so, fuzzies meeting up with Luke right away. Yeah, I want to be a new Lou Luke, and if that's John Boyega, that's, I'm I'm down with it, man. It looks like it will be John Boyega from so, what we've read. Yeah, but I'm calling bullshit on that trailer. I think it's fan fiction. Somebody trying to get their little fan fiction bullshit out there. Yeah, had you read that already in yeah, the last couple yeah. weeks? Yeah, and I think uh, I don't know. Um, you know, Latino Review gets some credible sources, and but a lot of the stuff from. I mean, we're going to find out how credible MakingStarWars.net is when this movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a lot to answer for, exactly. possibly, when that exactly. shit comes out. You know, and I mean, most of this shit comes from Reddit now, man. Reddit's like a huge source of people saying that, oh, I work for the studio, or I was an extra on set, and this is what I remember. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. come on. And you can't think that they're not guarding that fucking trailer like crazy. Yeah, <sighs> they got to be. And even if it was true... I mean, they can re-edit these trailers up to the last minute. Sure. Like, let's say hypothetically that that, that is right. They they saw that. They could say, fuck that. Too many people have read this. Let's recut this bitch. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And we'll that see. could easily be what they say if they show a different trailer. Well, they had to change it because, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, when the actual movie comes out, then we'll actually see those scenes. Yeah. But it'll all be out of that order, so nobody will really – you'd have to really be – I don't know, passionate about <laughs> trying to figure out if that trailer was actually a real trailer at one time. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. But that's all I got for Star Wars news. Yeah. Um, we're going for a record here. We're going for the uh, shortest episode <laughs> of Pop Culture Leftovers. In over uh, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So well, our shortest episode was probably like what? We probably had 90-minute episodes back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. We had an hour and a half. Our first episode, I think, was an hour and a half. Oh, wow. And we thought that was long. We're like, wow, that was a long episode. Well, it's because we were scared. You know, yeah. it was like our first fucking episode and shit, and we're like trying to talk and stuff. Like, we didn't know if anybody was going to listen to this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly, exactly. So we're moving on to the DC news. Yeah. So I just have one one little quick topic I want to talk about on DC DC news real quick. Um, we've heard a little bit of uh, possible spoilers about the direction that they're going to go with with some of the uh, Suicide Squad stuff this week. Yeah. Um, the one I really wanted to um, talk about was what we've heard about the Joker. Yeah. Because that's easily what everyone's the most excited to see. I think. I think the Joker news is always the biggest news at this point when it comes to the Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie. Right. Right. Um, this is more stuff that came from, um, real quick before you jump into this. Yeah. Well, okay. Your thoughts, your thoughts on, uh, I, I don't even know what I'm asking you. You're so fucking bitter and jaded about every goddamn thing. You're going to hate this. What would be your thoughts on if, um, Jared Leto played a concert and he came out at, dressed as the Joker, like after the movie, like, it, you know, 30 seconds to Mars does a concert and he comes out dressed as the joker or just has green hair or something uh yeah i think i hate that of course you do (laughs) i don't even know i asked you i don't even know i asked you like that huh i'm surprised you would like that why would it why would it piss me off i don't know why would it why would i get upset about that it just seems a bunch of people coming together about a guy with green hair who played the joker Coming out there and people cheering him on. Why would I be? God damn it, Leto! I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, it depends. I, I I can see it both ways. I can see it being done tastefully, but I can see it being like, oh jeez. Is it sacrilegious to come out there dressed as the character and sing? It just doesn't seem to make any sense within the context of both things. It, it would anger you. Yeah, it, it would. It would anger, it would anger me. <laughs> 
God. I'd be like, this is fucking stupid. You're fucking, you, you, have, you know what? You need to get your priorities straight. If that's, if that's what's going to anger you. Well, a lot of things are going to anger me. Oh, I know. Just like, <laughs> Not just I don't that. know. Sometimes, like, I, I get it with geek culture. Like, certain things piss you off. And there's a lot of shit that pisses me off. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like, it's a fun concert. And if he came out there dressed as the Joker, that's you're going to have that with the fucking internet. <laughs> with the fucking internet, you're going to hear all these people that, I don't think he'd do it, number one. Yeah. But if he did, like, the internet would just either explode with, wow, that was great. Like, the people at the concert, they would be like, oh, this is great. I can't see anybody there at the concert being like, oh, I'm walking out. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Tearing my ticket up. Exactly. Leaving. I'm leaving. But, like, I can see, like, the internet rage. Oh, the memes would be off the oh, chart. Oh, the memes and everything else. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. You know, like, I don't know. Like, like when I initially had the thought, I was like, oh, he can't do that. That is distasteful. And then the more I thought about it, it's like, why? Why? What, what's the big fucking deal? You know what I mean? I guess it depends on the character. Like, if the Joker's, like, super dark and disturbing in the movie, that would seem not... Well, Robert Downey Jr. came out to Comic-Con wearing, like, the Iron Man glove. Yeah, but Iron, everyone, Iron, Iron Man's like a lovable teddy bear in the movie. Well, sure. I know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But just, like... I don't understand, like, why everybody's just gonna hate on everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, here's a concert. I'm gonna sing, and I'm this character, and maybe, like, people can see me, like, dressed as the character and get excited. You know what I mean? And then, like, then there's Jake at home wearing his fucking hoodie, getting on the internet, being like, I can't believe Leto. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. I guess it's a, if he wants to do it, that's fine by me. I'm not at I'm not at his concert with or without the <laughs> right, Joker I, makeup. I know you're not. <laughs> you know, I like his music, but I wouldn't go to the concert either. Yeah, but, but I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd stoop. No, I think it is kind of pandering and stooping a little bit. But it wouldn't make. Uh, me, all right, see now you're making me feel yeah, better. But it's not, <laughs> not going to make me angry. I thought about that too. Yeah. Like, is it going to piss me off to the point where I like I'm going to go on the internet and be like, I can't believe you I'm not did doing this. that either. I'm not yeah. writing angry blogs about it. But I, I would, I'm just shrugging yeah. my shoulders and going, "That's stupid," yeah. and moving on. Well, it's like I don't want to see like the Joker singing a song. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make him smile. Right. 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 <laughs> So, oh man! All right, I'm sorry. It's a stupid thing to bring up. No, that was a that was a fun conversation. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so El Miyambe. El Miyambe has has a scoop on what what the Joker may be like in this movie. Let me read this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's lean and scarred, but his suit does have broad shoulders. I, I think that's a reference to um the way the character looked as drawn by Frank Miller in The Dark Knight Returns. The whole broad shoulders thing mm-hmm. and why people keep bringing that up. Um. Joker works out in his cell like an inmate when he is interrogated by Amanda Waller. He is doing handstand push-ups, so it makes sense that Jared Leto said that he is putting on weight. He's definitely not skinny, but in fact more muscular. He has bleached skin, not makeup. He's killed one of Batman's sidekicks. There's a lot of references to his past crimes. He kills a lot of people. So that's what they're saying. Um, and another- okay, hold, before you move on, yes, I want to talk about this. All right, so uh, right after, yeah, he's killed one of Batman's sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of references to his past crimes. This is like something that we've talked about, that there is a tribute in the Batcave to a dead Robin. Yes. So... Do you think – who do you think that dead Robin is? Do you think it is Carrie Kelly? We've heard the rumor. Yeah, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jason Todd. If they would have kind of, if they're going to kind of like merge the two a little bit. Oh like, man, I was hoping because that's the that's the Robin I want to see in the movies. Yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking maybe Tim Drake. Mm. That would make a lot of people mad too. I think a lot of people are going to be mad either way. Oh sure. Um, yeah, I could see them mixing the the Killing Joke right. and Dark Knight Returns in that way a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I was I I've but we've heard the rumor that it's going to be Carrie Kelly. Yeah, the character from the the, the female Robin. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I don't know. I want to see Jason Todd. I don't want them to like have him dead unless they're going to introduce Lazarus Pits into this or something. Yeah, it could be cool to reveal him dead and then have the reveal of him not being dead later. Sure, that could be fun. Right. And then we go into the Lazarus Pits and all that stuff right. and everything. Yeah, that could be interesting. I have a, another rumor about a Robin here real quick. Oh, yeah, go for it. Before we move on and talk about... No, go ahead and finish the rest I of I have this. a little bit yes. more yes. Um, from read, Latina Review. Read that and then we'll talk. Okay. Um, there is another Batman baddie that may possibly be conversing with the Joker in his cell. And that character is Hugo Strange. Mm. No word on potential casting for that role yet. But word is Strange will be the prison psycho- psychiatrist. So we might be looking at some cool Silence of the Lambs-style interactions between him and the Joker. Is that something – do you think we're leaning on the too much a little bit at that point? Or do you think that's a good idea, having Hugo Strange in there to interact with the Joker? I don't really know the character too much. I'm Suicide Squad is a little bit of a blind right. spot. of. Well, they're saying here in the rumor, Hugo, Hugo Strange has quite a few interactions with the Joker and Harley Quinn. Mm. It's not the regular security. It's internal one on one thing. So he'll be their, both their psychiatrists is what you're saying. Mm. You know, that's – you know, like I, I don't know, man. I, I, we, need, we definitely need to have a character interacting with the Joker. Yeah, I, I always assumed that would just be Waller. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't see him uh, – Joker works out in a cell like an inmate when he is interrogated by Amanda Waller. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think it would be weird to have someone in the um, Joker cell with him, don't you think? Don't you think he's going to have his own individual cell for one? Yeah, I was hoping it would be kind of like a uh, like a uh, Silence of the Lambs type glass cell yeah. where you could interact with him and – and I thought Waller was going to be a little bit like a cross between like the Jodie Fisher character, but Jody Foster, Foster, and like a law enforcement type character. No, I don't want to see her that way. She's like the head of the the the, the um, Suicide Squad. I want to see. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, she's the one, or whatever they call what do they what do they call the group in the comic books? They don't actually call them the Suicide Squad. What do they call them? There's an there's an official name for them. Okay, uh, I can't remember something. I can't remember it. And she's like Waller is like the liaison between the team and the government, right? Kind of basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she's she sends them on these missions, and like she gets the last say if like if they're gonna you know set off the nanobombs in their necks and shit. Okay. Okay. But um. I, if 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 Waller is the one interrogating the Joker, there better be a good reason why she's there trying to get information from him. Mm. So, yeah, maybe they're like trying to find the body of whoever this character is that that Joker killed. Well, there's the rumors that there's wasn't there the rumor that we heard that there were bombs all across the city too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Like a speed type movie, right? Was what I remember you talking about that, right? So, um. I don't know. I think it makes 
I think it for me it makes more sense that Amanda Waller is not there interrogating him, mm-hmm. and that it, it that it actually is somebody working with her, like you know this Hugo Strange, like she she like uh, you know what I mean? She's the kind of person she's like uh, the head of this whole thing, but she has she has people underneath her that are more suited for certain tasks. So Hugo Strange being the psychiatrist, she he's she's kind of like delegating. To him, like, I want you to find out, you know, where these bombs are. Talk to the Joker. The same thing is, like, you know, if if we're going to talk about another character, Deathstroke here being introduced, mm-hmm. he's a mercenary. So she's hired him maybe to keep the other characters in line or do other side missions or whatever. I feel like she's, like, the brain behind this whole thing. And she's maybe – I'd like to see her just delegating different thing, different uh, tasks to different people. Is Hugo Strange a pretty cool character in the books? You know, I, I haven't read a lot of Hugo Strange, to be honest with you. Okay. So, no comment there. Does he have a power set? Um, I'm going to have to Wikipedia that okay, one. Yeah. I really don't know. You don't want to risk having viewers. <laughs> or yeah, listeners. Uh, yeah, I'll be wrong. I'll be wrong. So. Okay. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Um, yeah, so basically, I, I was going to talk here uh, about uh, the second part of that uh, Latino Review news with DC. Go for it. They they mentioned Deathstroke in Suicide Squad, which we've heard that rumor, but it, you know nobody's been officially cast. Uh, they this is what they had to say: Deathstroke works for Onslaught and does their dirty work. Hmm. He's a hired assassin, and he doesn't have any powers like in the comic book. They're going for a pre-supervillain Deathstroke. He's a huge part of both of the major set pieces of the film. His introduction is insane. He's badass and almost takes the team down on one mission single-handed. Nice. Deathstroke has the breakout and choicest role in the film. The running gun battle that sources are describing is something else. His suit is very stealth-oriented. They used an actual U.S. military tactical outfit for the basis. He's armed to the teeth, uses a sword and automatics. In concept artwork, he has two eyes. The mask is there, and it's the iconic one. Rumor about Jason Clark still in play is not true because he originally got offered Deathstroke months ago, but has a scheduling conflict with Mark Foster's All I See Is You. Joel Kinnaman originally tested for the role as well, but got Rick Flagg instead. Joe Manganiello from True Blood mm. and Magic Mike and played Flash uh, in uh, Spider-Man, the Raimi. Okay. Uh, he has he has a scheduling conflict with Ryan Murphy's Screen Queens, mm. but he just dropped out. So that's a good. Uh, I guess there's a good chance of him being Deathstroke I, since I, he did drop out. Now Deathstroke's a character I know a thing or two about, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be opposed to that casting. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Uh, how was he in True Blood? Oh, I love Joe Manganiello in True Blood. Yeah. Yeah. He played a he played a werewolf. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I liked him in that character. I liked his character a lot better than I always wanted Sookie to get with him. And then when I realized that like he was so much cooler than Sookie, I was like, dude, don't get with her. You're, you're so <laughs> you much, could do better than you're that. You're so much better. Go <laughs> ahead and let let Eric and the other vampire fight over her. You know, the, Bill and Eric. Let Bill and Eric fight over her. You're so much cooler. So, and then he was also really funny in uh, How I Met Your Mother. He was really good on that show. Oh, really? He was in a bunch of episodes of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played one of Marshall's co-workers and huh. was really good on that show. So he does have some comedic chops to some extent. So That's cool. Um, 
I'd be excited to see Deathstroke have a be a big player in this movie. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how credible this is though because they. I mean, you, you we've got a movie that has a lot of like really prolific actors in it. In that's my true. opinion, that's true. Up well, and coming actors like Margot Robbie, and then established actors, you know, like uh, Will Smith and yeah. and Leto, who's also up and coming but still established with his you know Academy Award. Yeah. Um, I just do we really have the screen time? Um, it, it, is Deathstroke going to be? The Quicksilver of the Suicide Squad movie. I was thinking um, basically the same thing. I was like, is he going to be the Nightcrawler of the Suicide Squad movie? Basically the same concept. Right, or the Hulk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you know, he may not get the most screen time, but like the time that they put him in there, like, oh my gosh, it's just a a gem. I think it's possible. Sure. That's what they're making it sound. Yeah. They said like – his introduction is insane. He's badass and almost takes the team down on one mission single-handed. Now, have we seen um, Deathstroke on on any of the Arrow Flash? Stuff? Yes. Oh yeah, he's a big part of Arrow. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Does he have the full mask? Yes. And everything is that oh, cool? Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Okay. But um, and I actually posted like uh some uh I think it was uh Boss Logic mm-hmm. did some um like a uh, concept. Artwork of what Joe Manganiello would look like as Deathstroke, and I, I saw posted that. it on our Facebook page. It looked really cool. Oh, it did not even look like Joe Manganiello. I know it looked like um, Ron Perlman or something. Well, they, <laughs> totally the the hair color was yeah. was totally different than Joe's like dark hair color. It was like a like a uh, sandy blonde, and it just did not look like him. But yeah, I, I thought it looked great. It did look great. So. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I, I didn't have nothing. I was taking a breath. Oh, okay. No, but I'm totally. I, I would love to see John Manganiello as uh, Deathstroke, and I think this would this would be pretty awesome if if these rumors were true. I really like this, and you know, the sword, and he's got automatic weapons. I mean, that's fucking Deathstroke. So yeah. let's let's see this. I like that they're not going to have powers too. Right. That'll be that's the way to go. Yeah. It gets a little obnoxious with the powers. Right. I, I do want to see. I do want to see a battle between him and Deadshot, though. Yeah, it's I got a feeling down. you will if he's in the movie. That'll yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, that's all I have for DC news. I've got one more thing. Oh, let's hear. One of our listeners posted this on our Facebook page, and I thought it was really interesting. I don't, okay. I don't think it's credible at all, but there's a rumor going around. Um, update on the. At Batman's solo movie. Mm. At Andrew Francis, who claims to have an inside source, is reporting that Warner Brothers is eyeing at Gotham Fox's David Mizzou for Damian Wayne. Whoa. Um, Damian Wayne, if you're not familiar, is the son of uh, Talia al Ghul and uh, you know, Bruce Wayne himself. Yes. And science. <laughs> <laughs> and... And you have Damian Wayne, uh, and they're saying that David Mazzou is being – this is just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I hope we do get to see a live-action interpretation of Damian Wayne. Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm not buying any of this. No, not 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 uh, David Mazzou. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you take – it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at yeah. all. We had another somebody else on Twitter saying David Mazzou should play Spider-Man, and I was just like – you want Spider-Man to be funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> David Mazzu's not cracking me up in yeah. any episode of Gotham. Uncle Ben's going to die, and he's going to be pretty fucking sad exactly. for a very long time. <laughs> so, no, man. I, uh, I I would love to see Damian Wayne. Like, I when I think of uh, him in a movie, I all I can think of is, like, 
Hit Girl. Mm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how well they did that in the first movie. In the first movie. In the first movie. Yes. I agree. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Just a little psychopathic son of a bitch that Batman right. can barely keep a leash on. Right. Yeah. But if you introduce Damien Wayne, you've got to have – we have to introduce Dick Grayson. Yeah. Because yeah. the relationship between – I think the relationship between Dick and Damien is way more interesting than the relationship that he has with his father. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. That's some of the best work Grant Morrison did was the relationship between those two. I agree. So. I agree. They brought him back in the comic books. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So everyone comes back in the comic books. Yeah. I bought that issue where he died. Oh, yeah. Me yeah. too. Me yeah. too. I had to. Now it doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter because he's back. <laughs> it wasn't a Lazarus pit either. Yeah. It made me mad that he died in an issue that wasn't in like the death of the family like thing. Like that was really weird. Remember when they it did It didn't that? make me mad at all. It was it was Grant Morrison's character, so it had to be in Batman Incorporated. Yeah. It just felt like they, they I don't know. It was just a weird release. It's the way, okay, death it, it was it was called death of the family yeah like i just read it as like um not a literal death mm-hmm. but a figurative death yeah death of the family and that's how it ended like nobody trusted batman after that whole story yeah i agree. lost trust with everybody so i didn't like i'm glad that we didn't get a death because it's like one of like like oh issue 100 of the walking dead we have to have a death yeah but it's like we did have a death it was just in a different book it was weird okay I guess. Yeah. But it's Grant Morrison's book. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't want to see, you know, like Damien die in the Snyder book. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But it just had such ripple effect to it that it was like, I wish it could have been, I wish the two could have worked a little bit more hand in hand for that storyline. Okay. Yeah. I do, lo- like, my favorite issue at, that came out of the death was the silent issue. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Well, that, well, that wasn't a Snyder book. Either. No, it wasn't Snyder. Yeah. It was, no, a- it was like, Detective or something. It was Detective, I think. I think it was Detective Comics. And it was a totally silent issue, but it was, like, one of my favorite issues that year. There was, like, no dialogue at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I kept flipping through the pages and thinking, like, when is somebody going to say something? And nothing. But it was still amazing. Yeah, it's cool when they do stuff like that. So always harken back to the classic uh, silent G.I. Joe comic. Yeah. The Snake Eyes issue. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, and it's always a lot of fun. But um, yeah, that's all I have for DC News. Um, you wrapped up on DC News too. I'm done, man. That's all I got. All right, I got just a tiny smidgen of Marvel news. I don't even know if this is worth the Marvel news bumper. It's such a little tiny smidgen of Marvel news. Well, the, the bumper number one is too long for you. The so bumper is probably longer than the news. Right. So I'm just gonna play the Kevin Sparenberg bumper. Oh, okay. Favorite. I got I got to go to the bathroom and make something to eat anyway. I still so. like his bumper, and I think it is a winner. It's a you know what? Bumper. I I am I am obnoxiously harsh on his bumper. I do not hate his bumper by any means either. <laughs> he put a lot of time into no, it. and it, some great clips. Yeah, I, I, my Simpsons heart can't help but love some of the right. clips in there and everything. Yeah. So yeah. So don't listen to me, Kevin. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, yeah. <laughs> Finally, you admit it. But I, yeah, I still don't like it though. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I just have a smidgen of Marvel news. Um, James Gunn actually came out in an interview. I think he was doing like a Facebook interview or whatever. He's gay? No, no, he didn't come out of the closet. Oh, he came out okay. and said that um, a fan asked if he would be present at um, San Diego Comic Con, and he said he didn't think he would be since Marvel themselves would not be present at San Diego Comic Con, hmm. and. Um, a lot of fans have been sent into a frenzy by this. Um, I think 
Marvel in some way will still have a presence there, but it, it seems like the cinematic universe won't be making any presentations there. Um, a lot of people are speculating that much like Star Wars, this is the move by Disney to kind of put all this at their D23 events when they have them rather than have all the focus be at San Diego Comic-Con. But um, it'll be interesting to see how th- this affects them because, um, I mean, one thing is stepping out of the spotlight is going to give um, Warner Brothers a lot bigger spotlight with anything they want to do as far as um, talking about the When has Warner Brothers ever really, except for... They haven't really capitalized on it too much, except for a couple years ago when they did the... the Batman-Superman re- reveal? Yeah. Yeah. I think most of these people are kind of stepping away from San Diego Comic-Con. It's just such a frenzy. It's almost better to have your own event, and you don't get lost in the like puddle of other events. You have right. your own event for your own stuff instead of just one of 50 stories. What's the big... Like, I don't see what the big draw is going to be for San Diego Comic-Con now. I mean, Hall H is not going to be... Hall H without Marvel this year? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So that, I almost don't even want to cover San Diego Comic-Con without Marvel being involved. Oh, my God. What's Frank going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe – I don't know. We had a lot of fun with the Mike Tyson's mysteries. Though, yeah, and but, the and the wig. Yeah. The sad <laughs> thing is I don't even think Frank's watched maybe an episode of Mike Tyson's mysteries. Yeah. Has he? I don't know. He's never done a good pop, bad pop on Nothing. Mike Tyson's mysteries. Nothing. Frank, if you're listening to this episode, next yeah. next week we want that Mike Tyson mystery. I wanna know, yeah, I want to know good what the Good pop, fuck. bad pop. Should we have been watching that? Did we miss out? I watched it. Did you like it? Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. All right. So, yeah, let's hear what Frank thinks about it. I was waiting it. for one of you, like, Frank to bring it up on Good Pop, Bad Pop. And, yeah. like, I was like, uh, he never did. So I never talked about it. But, yeah, I've watched, uh, I'd say, majority of the episodes, and it's really, really good. Are they going to do more, season two? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love those old Hanna-Barbera cartoons they're spoofing in the first place. Yeah. And Norm MacDonald is finally doing something that's funny again. Oh, yeah. He kind of fell off the face of the planet there for a while. He did fall off the face of the planet. He did that weird sports show. Well, he did safe auto commercials. Yeah. (laughs) I saw him at the jukebox during that period. Did you? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I got for Marvel News. I mean, there's some smattering of stuff, but... I'm just going to save it all. We're going to have a short episode this week. Yeah. Um, next week, if, if Frank's feeling better, I've got a game pl- planned for the two of you to play against each other. Okay. So that'll be fun. No hint? No hint at all. Hmm. It's not a very competitive game, so don't be too worried about it. it it's purely for fun. Okay. So I, I'll give you a hint. It's a little little bit like a, like, a ver- like a who would win versus battle type stuff. Okay. And you guys get to argue one side or the other. Okay. That's fun. So I'm down. Yeah, I think you guys will be good at it. I'm All excited right. to see what you two do with this. Hmm, is it going to be like Maisie Williams versus Young Murph? <laughs> I mean, that could be. That's a tough one. Oh man, Frank can handle that. Frank, uh, oh no, his brain will explode. You <laughs> won't know who to choose. <laughs> so yeah, we got. The, I'll be doing that next week. I don't think we have any giant movies on the horizon Mm-mm. for next week. So. Mm-mm. I don't know. I'm going to have to look and see. And I haven't been going to see many movies lately. Yeah. Because there just hasn't been anything that interested me. It's like that in-between Oscar summer blockbuster period right. where there's just a bunch of crap. Yeah. Well, and they're showing a lot of the Oscar movies that people like didn't even know about until the Oscars took place. Yeah. I actually almost went and saw Whiplash in the theater the other day oh. when I was looking to see a movie in the theater. Right. And then I was like, you know what? I'd rather just rent that at this point. I'd- <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, because like, like uh, Birdman didn't get a wide release. And then after the Oscars, like they're playing Birdman in theaters. Yeah. And then 
Whiplash is the same way. Same thing with like Still Alice. Yeah, Imitation Game. Right. Same thing. Yeah. What was the Jennifer Aniston movie? Is it Cake? Yes. Same thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's funny though. It's like I had watched like I think I watched every one of the movies except for Still Alice. Yeah. And I still haven't seen that one yet. But that'll be interesting. Yeah. So that's all I got. Short episode this week. Oh man, I don't know, man. People might turn on you. People might turn on you this week, Jake, because people like their – God forbid we do a fucking three-hour episode. People like, <laughs> you know what? They're, they're thinking like Jake's turning this into one of his bumpers. No. I promise I promise next week will not be um, as short and sweet in this as this one. Okay. So Okay. You're, you're making that call. This is not, not, not a regular thing. The next one will be at least 15 minutes longer than this. <laughs> so yeah this is uh episode two of uh episode 82 and episode two episode two of jake's uh jake's reign yep. as the uh showrunner three more episodes to go yeah pass this baby back to you yeah like a baton yeah I like hot potato <laughs> i'm ready to throw it right back once i get it who's it gonna explode on <laughs> no but aren't we gonna do like two two weeks two yeah. weeks yeah i was I gonna wait till should. the end of all this before i announced uh, all that well you know what it's, 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 a, it's a week of spoilers right <laughs> yeah we need to well talk to me about these things before i give them away oh that's okay that's okay it's a big deal i didn't know I was not supposed to say nothing. It's not like people are like, oh, we're not going to listen to episode 93 now. We know yeah. fucking Jake's hosting again. Yeah. At least true. I hope they're not saying that. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Like, you can host every show ever, f- from now on, in my opinion. Forever, ever? Yeah, dude. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I have hosted, I hosted fucking 80 of these things. Oh, no. I got to host 80 before I got to pass the baton? So, yeah, 80 and 80. Oh, shit, I'm done. <laughs> this is the last episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. What do you think about, what do you think about hosting the show? What's it, what is it like? What are you like? You digging it? No, be honest. Be honest. I'm digging it. Are you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stressful. <laughs> I mean, no it lie. It is. But I'm digging it. I mean, right. I, mostly the um the stress is worth the reward yeah so yeah. you know yeah when it is it is at first yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then once you get to about episode you know like yeah. 65 you just like fuck yeah what used to be back to the future uh, 2 is now back to the future 3, three. yeah <laughs> yeah so all right man you can end end the show all right let's see oh christ i'm going to butcher this really bad and just Oh yeah, like, and like all good left- leftovers say on their doggy bags. <laughs> thank, thank you for your patronage and good night. And thanks for listening. Oh, and thanks for listening. All that jazz. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so good night, everyone. Good night. Enjoy See. the enjoy the show. Enjoy all two and a half, three hours, or whatever the fuck you get. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all adults. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us, at least. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>